Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is Valo Infinity and Tank Diggs. Valo Infinity is a friend of the show. He's been on the show before, and uh, he's a fellow podcaster, musician, artist. But Valo came to me with his buddy, Tank Diggs, who he, I'm not sure, I think he used to manage him, or he still is helping out and managing him. But Tank is an, a fucking amazing, amazing alternative hip-hop artist out of Toronto, Canada. Uh, and so uh, the way this podcast is set up, Valo comes in first, and we're going to talk to Valo. And then Tank gets off work and goes straight to Valo, so then it's Tank. Uh, and then Tank performs a song for us. I'll make sure to put that performance uh, the video to that performance will be in the show notes, so make sure you click around. Also, you can find the video version of this interview in the show notes, so go click around and get that shit now. Also, go make sure you're following Valo and Tank. I put all their social medias and websites in the show notes, so please go and make sure you give them some love and attention. Uh, Tank will be coming up here shortly, but first, go to reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and go check out her latest single, which is going to be coming out June 23rd. Uh, it's it's going to be the single Hold, which uh, you can't really get anywhere. We had previewed that song in uh, on on the Reign of Mystique episode, which is a few episodes back. So if you want to hear Hold, an early release, go check out that episode and get to know Reina. Uh, I love this song. It was produced by a friend of ours by the name of AK. He is the keyboardist for the original Wailers and tours around the world. And he's just an amazing musician and artist. And, and it's just such a good song. And it, it totally highlights Reina's sad sad girl side so i I love it uh so be on the lookout june 23rd for hold you can also find reyna four days a week on twitch twitch.tv slash reyna mystique go get yourself some mystique you can also find we speak english good on twitch that's right go get yourself some we speak english good we are at twitch.tv slash we speak english good if you enjoy the content from the audio version of this podcast you're gonna love the live stream uh, you're missing out on so much content uh, we have live loops we have a full band music streams we actually have a music stream where it's just gonna be me and jason from jt and the conspiracy of course um we are going to be doing uh, an acoustic duo, just me and him, The uh, and, and that's going to be a special thing that we do this month in the month of June. That's June 27th. It's a Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have, uh, uh, again, we do stream Mondays and Fridays in the month of July. We're going to be, or I'm sorry, the month of June, we're streaming on Mondays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, uh be sure to stay up to date and follow us on our all our socials, which you can do by like, subscribing, and reviewing. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, b- YouTube, the the, the f- Discord, all of it. All the show notes, all the links are in the show notes. Go click around and 
become part of the crew and stay up to date with what we're doing. You can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or follow us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. You can also subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, it's a good time over there, so go get yourself some. You can also leave a review. This is a completely free thing you can do to help the show greatly. Go leave a review, a five-star review, if you like the show. And if you want, write a, a, a few sentences on why you like the show, and I'll read it on air. Come through, baby. If you guys are interested in supporting the show monetarily, you can go onto our Threadless store and buy a t-shirt. We have the Pro Wrestler. Woo! Sure, and we have, of course, the '80s retro design of 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 the WSEG logo. It's the newest one that I created, and I'm very proud of it. Uh, you can also get JT and the Conspiracy T-shirts now, and I'm very happy to to, to have those on sale. And I got to pick myself up right now. All T-shirts are 15% off, so go to our Threadless store and get yourself something for the DL. Uh, it's it's we speak English good dot threadless dot com and of course you can always uh, the, the <laughs> and of course you can always go and um, um, I forgot what I was gonna say oh click in the link in the show notes oh my god I'm sorry I'm like just got done modding for Raiders so like I'm still looking here in any case. Uh, I think that is about everything I want to say. This Friday, we have a fairy live show on the show. She is an Italian uh, comedian, or comedian, uh, uh, and she's a live streamer, and she's a very, very talented host. And we're, we're, gonna, we're just going to talk to another Just Chatter. We're going to talk to a podcast host. I'm very interested in see, in talking to her. She is just, uh, I think she's so cool and she's just so talented. So tune in this Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, I think on the podcast, who do we have on uh, this Friday is, uh, oh, Mikulski. Mikulski is a Russian bassist uh, who I fucking, who's awesome. He's a loop artist on Twitch. Uh, but he's fucking awesome. We had such a great conversation talking about just everything. You know, like, it's it's a Russian musician from Russia. It's like, I gotta know what it's like, right? Like, what is it like playing out there? Uh, and, and, you know, like, we in America get a very skewed version of what the day-to-day life of Russians are. So it was nice to talk to somebody and actually get it from the mouth, you know, from from them instead of being filtered through the propaganda machine that is our mainstream corporate legacy media which they can all eat dicks they can all eat dicks um okay so let's get into the conversation uh between myself and velo infinity and or tank digs not and or god damn it i don't know why i'm in the i'm <laughs> i've been in the habit of saying and or and that's not the options here it's it's velo and tank all right guys I'll see you on the other side. What's up with you? Shit, just just fucking living out this hot boy summer, son. Living oh, it. Oh yeah. Living hot it. boy summer for sure. I got the I got the fan out and everything. <laughs> I know. It's like, is it is it still snowing in Canada? Is it still no, a boy, frozen tundra uh, over there? Twenty eight degrees Celsius, which is like I don't know, thirty eight or something, maybe forty. I don't know. 
I don't know, Fahrenheit. I don't know. Wait, is that what is it? Twenty-eight degrees. You gotta convert it. It's 20. like twenty-nine today. What is it? It's thirty degrees right now. So it's eighty. It's like eighty-two degrees for us. Thirty-two. Yeah. Pretty so, good. Oh yeah, you just add thirty-two to it. I see. Whatever. Chaotic Dex, what's up, Dex? I hope you're doing well. Pizza Jams, thanks for those little emotes you sent out there. So, yeah, man, the the weather is finally uh, loosening up. We went to uh, went to California, and when we left, it was like 40 when they dropped us off at the plane. And then we spent like the weekend in Cali, which was pretty decent weather, you know? Like, it wasn't the best Cali weather ever. Like, uh, it was like 60 between 60 and 70 the whole time and and sometimes with cloud covering but that's perfect if you're going if you're going to be spending a lot of time outside in socal like especially walking around and stuff so it was perfect for like the zoo and and all that but we were like dreading coming home be like oh my god i hope it's fucking summer yet when we get home yeah. and we got off the plane and it was like 70 degrees we we're like yes thank you and then it's been like 90 so my god thank goodness that that the sun is back and the heat is back, and oh my god, it's been a long winter, man. Um, yeah. How was it for you guys? I know you guys. I mean, in Canada, it's always a long winter, but it finally we got, we got hit pretty rough this year. But it wasn't as bad as some other times. Like we've had like full-on ice storms that knocked out power before and stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean, this this year wasn't that bad comparatively. So, but uh. <laughs> No, that weather in Cali sounds nice. I would have liked that. Uh, sounds comfortable, at least. You wouldn't want to go there and bake and be worried about, you know, oh, I'm going to get a sunburn the whole time you're there. <laughs> that is, it, was, it was good. I mean, the thing is, is that the sun is so powerful still down there that even through the cloud covering and the overcast, you could still get sunburned. Um, I, 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 I have the the luxury of having a little bit of melatonin in my skin so like i just turn brown i don't really burn too bad i just turn browner but yeah like some of those i feel bad for like the ginger ninjas who are out there like fucking wrapped up like a yeah. mummy who are <laughs> who can't who can't enjoy a nice day out at the beach uh, that, that's a sad thing. I, do you burn easy? You look like you're, you burn pretty easy. No, I, I got Italian in my blood. I get the, uh, I get the good, good stuff, the good tan. Every year, I never never really burn. If it burns, it peels off in a day, and it looks like a it's nice, just, crisp chicken. That's I mean, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, I'll get like it'll burn for like for like a night. Like then the next morning, it's just like a nice bronze for me. I'm just like, oh, no, mm. oh, nice, wonderful. That, which is very convenient. A lot of people pay a lot of money for that. Which uh, you, our, our president, our, our excuse me, our former, former. president. Uh, I don't know how he, how much he paid for that, but I'm sure he was using taxpayer money for no, that. Your spend. former president, that is. Oh I mean. my bad. Oh my god. Oh gosh. You're just like, dude. Don't put that shit on me. <laughs> no way. I don't need your Biden bucks neither. <laughs> Get your fucking Biden bucks out of here. <laughs> Oh, our failing U.S. dollar is just going to shit. Uh, well, it's better than the Canadian dollar. We're like seventy-five cents per U.S. dollar, so it's which, like. At, but a couple of years ago, it was it wasn't like that, right? Like yeah, couple, yeah. in two thousand eleven, we were above you, but it, yeah, uh, now now it's where we're at. So oh we're God. way down. What, what's going on? We're on one? par with the Australian dollar right now. So. <sighs> 
It, you know what's funny is that the Australian dollar sucks right now, but but like I watch, I follow and watch so many finance finance people or gurus or whatever on who are from Australia and New Zealand. For some reason, there's like a lot of investors over there mm. that are making YouTube and TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but the, uh, apparently that's, that's where we're going to get popular, mate. Exactly. That's where we're going to get them at. We need the new ones coming in. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, I have a bit of British in me too, so I, 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 and I can take the accent pretty good from New Zealand and uh, Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let's let's hear some more. I want to hear some oh, more. No. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Impersonate the uh, crocodile hunter? Yeah, Crocky, okay. mate. We're going to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Do it again. No, thanks. Okay. <laughs> He's like, dance monkey. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, uh, you got to pay me for that part. Um, I feel you. I'll, I'll bit you. Uh, the, yeah. so, have you ever, so I, I had quite an experience and I want to ask Tank once he gets here this too, but have you ever had like a super embarrassing moment in your life that like later you could look back on and laugh about, but at the moment it was like, just like, oh God, like, like I don't know, like something like, um, you know how? Have you ever seen Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. You know how like he's like he like shits in the toilet. He's going crazy and shitting in the toilet, and it's like I don't even think he's embarrassed about it, is he? I don't even think he cares. It doesn't <laughs> like back up or something. He's trying to plunge it and shit, and he's like, yeah, I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't can't recall exactly. Me neither. What me, but, but like, but like something like that. Like my buddy, he like went and clogged up his like her his stuffy girlfriend's parents. Like they're rich college professor. He like stuffed up the toilet with his big monster meaty fucking bodybuilder shits, <laughs> and then had to go and ask for. Uh, for a plunger and stuff. So stuff like that. I mean, it doesn't have to do, it doesn't necessarily have to do with a bathroom or anything, but I'm just saying, uh, I you, mean, you got any embarrassing moments that are later funny that were just like, Oh God, in the moment it was just horrifying. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, lately a lot of, um, stuff that I believe maybe was repressed from my childhood has been bubbling to the surface. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. So there was one time I, I mean, I used to linger around the train tracks down here and just like with my buddies and stuff. And one time I was by myself. So I just decided I would walk the train tracks and I walked all the way like across town. I didn't know where the fuck I was. Right. So I got lost. Uh -huh. um, in this day and age, I can bike down to where I was in like 20 minutes. And uh, it's it's kind of to look back on it is kind of hilarious because i got to a McDonald's close to the train tracks and I burst out crying like, I don't know where I am. Help me somebody, please. And this guy bought me a McFlurry and gave me a quarter to call my mom. So that's, uh, that's one of those pretty embarrassing things I can look back on now and laugh about it. So, uh, <laughs> that, that's a, that's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, a not bad story. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I didn't horrible. shit myself or anything, but uh, that's not was, embarrassing. Was, You're just a young kid who got turned around, and yeah. Yeah, well, the embarrassing part is that now, like, I mean, literally, I was down in that area like two nights ago, and I know how to get there in like 20 minutes right. now. And you just so like, it's like it wasn't that far. Mm. I didn't need to cry my eyes out. I could have probably maybe found my way home by myself. Out. Yeah. So that's the embarrassing part i guess but that's oh up in my head that's that's it's not even close to what i'm about to tell you so 
<laughs> maybe maybe what you're gonna tell me will bring up something else. Maybe no, more I I no, just because like I had. Well, no, I only wanted to bring this up because, well, first of all, it's good content. I think it's it's fucking ridiculous, but it's uh it's embarrassing and you know I'm not proud of it. TTV, what's up, rapper? Hmm. hmm. Not me. Hmm. I, 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 Okay, I'm the former manager of the rapper. I used to manage Tank. Just Thanks for that follow, TTV. Uh, can you spit some bars over my beat? Uh, well, TTV, if you want to drop it in the Discord, we can use it as a... Because uh, later on, we're having a cypher. And uh, where if you are interested, you can actually participate in it and sh you can rap over your own beat or you can just present your own uh, a beat and um we'll we'll use it for someone to rap over so uh, drop it in the d and uh you know we'll give it a listen and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll incorporate that oh in the cypher deluxe channel yeah oh no <laughs> of the d what section of the d uh yeah cypher deluxe so you'll see a cypher deluxe text channel and uh i'm i'm, I'm looking at what i wrote this is old oh that's not bad i guess that, that explains what it is. Jump in the deep and sign up today. Yeah, there you go. It's there. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Um. You know, we're, we'll probably check it out here and just, you know, fuck it. Let's just check it out now. Who cares? Go for it. I, go and for then it. we'll tell a, an embarrassing story about what I do. <laughs> uh, Future Trap. So wait, is this is your beat? The, 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 this isn't going to get me DCMA, right? Yeah, make sure it's not licensed. Okay, it's not licensed or anything? It is licensed? Oh, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got you, buddy. I got you. We're going for it. We're playing it right now. Let's do it. Orbeez. I'm not much of a rapper, by the way, so I'm not going to rap. We'll just listen to a little bit of it. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left Cause I've been blasting and laughing for so long That even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of you better watch how you're talking or where you're walking Or you and your homies might be lying and choke I really hate the trick, but I gotta low As they croak, I see myself in the piss of smoke Fool, I'm the kind of G that little homies wanna be like On my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light Been spending all our life Living in a gangster's paradise This beat's hard, dude I dig it yeah, I dig it. Look at the situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised out of the streets, so I gotta be down with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tan in my hand and a gleam in my eye. 
I'm a low-down gangsta set trippin' banger And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger, fool Death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away I'm living life, do or die what can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24 the way things are going? I don't know. Tell me why are we so blind to see that the ones we hurt are you and me? All right. Dude, that's tough. That's a tough beat. That's yeah. a really fucking good beat, man. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, you know what? We'll we'll uh, we'll use that later on for the cipher. Um, if if you don't mind, it's a hot beat. And by the way, that 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 wasn't my verse or anything. Just so you guys know, Gangsta's Paradise was it? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> That's, I only know like old rap songs, and only if I have the lyrics in front of me. <laughs> Anyways, so hey, thanks TTV. That that was that was uh that was fun, man. Uh, do you rap? Do you uh do you do you also spit bars? Spit them bars. Oh my god, I'm sweating from that. No, nope. oh, yeah, I can imagine. Oh, you're 13. Oh my god. No, but that beat was dope. If you're 13 and you made that, wow, dude, that's nuts. Keep going, yeah. That's nuts. It's crazy that 13-year-olds um, and, and, like, just young people can just do everything. Like, I learned how to use iMovie from, like, a 10-year-old back in the day on, on – um, my Instagram is on the song. I, I believe you. It's all good, Orby. You don't have to – you don't have to prove anything to me. If you're lying about your age, then that's on you, homie. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, I'm just going to take you for your word, man. I, I, I believe you. Do you? Thank you so much for sharing that, Orby. We will be using that in our regular rotation for Cypher Deluxe, if you don't mind. So um, thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, kind of getting back to what we were talking about, and I'm going to just talk. <laughs> Go for it. Um, so, I'm going to hear this embarrassing story. Yeah. Ugh, this is stupid. Uh, okay. So, I, you know, we were on vacation. I've been eating like I'm on vacation, you know, eat whatever I want. I'm going to start lying about my, <laughs> do it, Papa Sweet, do it. And thank you for that melodica, uh, for throwing that melodica. I'm going to tell people I'm 67 so I can start collecting them checks. Yo, yeah. yo, you can, you can start collecting checks now, son. Get those Biden bucks. What? Why lie? Own it. You know question what? when you're still alive at 108. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh why lie own it yeah you know what i i agree with that too it's like i'm 38 i'm almost 40 and i still act like i'm 10 so <laughs> it's like i mean i don't know about 10 but maybe 16 <laughs> uh, 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 uh biden bucks yo that's the way we call them. uh i feel like i'm uh okay i'll give you uh, how about 15 a uh, precocious 15-year-old. How about that? How about a precocious 15-year-old with a potty mouth? All right? That's that's what we're going with. So, you know, I've been eating like shit this whole time while we're on vacation out in, in, in San Diego. They got great food, lots of good Mexican food, just good food all around. And And so the night before we went on this fishing trip, we went to Disneyland and we got home around midnight. 
And of course, I thought it was a good idea to just start eating burritos. I ate like almost a whole, but I was high as fuck the whole time. I was eating fucking, um, I was eating those, uh, uh, what do they call them? The capsules, the THC capsules. So I would just take like handfuls of these at a time and just be so fucked up. So I was high as fuck. I'm eating cereal, Fruit Loops at like one in the morning. Just going, 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 and I eat and eat and eat and eat. So the next day, you know, it's early. We had to get out to the boat by like by seven thirty. So we had to get up real early, and we, you know, like I'm like worried about poop having to poop on the boat because everybody knows you don't poop on planes, boats, and 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 buses, right? You don't you don't do it. And I knew this, so I I, I took probiotics and you know I went pooped a couple. I even went poop before I went on the boat. As you guys can tell, this is a poop story. Uh, <laughs> so, so we um, we're on the boat, and once we get out to sea, the fucking thing is knocking back and forth and rocking, and I start feeling sick. And so I'm using the toilet, and like I had to pee, and and like the way the toilet's set up is that there's no flush on it. It's just constantly swirling down into the ocean or the reservoir or wherever it goes. So there's just water constantly swirling in the toilet. There's no flush. There's no you know. There's no release valve. It's just constantly going down. <laughs> Tell me when it's over. Shut up, right? Raina, the problem is Raina's heard this story like four times already <laughs> and she lived it as well. Yep. So, um, so I'm peeing and like, I'm sweating, I'm getting those cold sweats and I just feel sick and I'm just like in the bathroom rocking back and forth. And then all of a sudden a rumble in the jungle. It, it's just like, oh God, it was awful. It, it was mm. just it, like, you know, like those feeling that cramp you get. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's what my stomach did to me. So I was like, fuck it, we're going, we're going in. And uh drop trowel and 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 I, I unleashed the, the the devil onto that toilet. And uh I'm just, you know, doing my thing, sitting there, just pooping on a boat. And all of a sudden, um my my Oh, soul the skeleton. Thank you so much for uh for um hosting. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh so I start feeling some splashes on on my scrot, right? And I'm just like, "Oh, what the hell? Hey, uh, what's up, Soul the Skeleton? Welcome, man. Thank you so much for the follow." I start feeling some splashing on my scrot, and I'm just like, "Oh, what the fuck?" But yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? It dials the emergency line. It, so I, I'm like, you know, the water's constant and it's always flowing. So I'm just like, okay. So I readjusted and, and then, you know, my, my scrote wasn't getting soaked. And then all of a sudden, my tank, my scrote is all just sitting in water. And I'm just like, what is going on? So I stand up, turn around, and there's this ever-rising tide of shit water just rising up, rising up. And I'm looking at this horrible situation unfolding in front of me. And I'm just like, what in the fuck am I going to do? There's no flush thing. I'm looking for like a flush. I'm like, where's the flush? Where's the fucking flush? I'm panicking. I, I see a fucking plunger. So I grab this plunger. And just by putting like a little bit of the plunger into the toilet, like it starts to waterfall over the side. And, and like and, and, and like this big clump of shit just plops down right next to like the toilet. And I'm just like, oh, and, and the water's starting to spread and it just keeps going. And, it, and the more I put the plunger in, the more it just spills over to the side. And so I hit it once and it didn't do anything. And all it did was splash water more and it just splashed more onto the. Ugh. 
So I was like, okay, I got to give it a little bit more pressure. So I, I pushed down harder on oh, the plunger. <laughs> Water splashes out of the toilet, but also it splashes out of the sink drain. So it's <laughs> all what? the way up. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. This is an old dingy boat, by the way. Okay. So yeah, I saw the stream. I saw the live stream, so I know what boat you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, you know, it was, <laughs> it was an old fishing boat. It's it cool as fuck, but, like, it was just dingy as fuck. Uh, so, you know, the, the plunger's not working. And, and by the time I pull the plunger out, the water is already filled. So it's just a constant waterfall of shit water pouring over the edges. <sighs> and I'm sitting there with my pants down, trying to back away from the fucking water. Like, oh, God. It's just, like... You know, that horrifying thing that just that's going through your head that is like, oh, it, it was awful. And and so I, I pull up my pants, I wash my hands, and I, I just roll. I don't even wipe my butt. I'm just so horrified. I just, I'm out. And, and I, no wonder the stream stopped so early. No, that's not what happened, girl. <laughs> the, so I, 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 I walk out. And, and there's like these little like holes in the floor, in the sides of the boat to sort of let water escape, you know, because of the boat. And so that go, there's one in the bathroom and there's ones on the side of the boat. And when I walked out, I saw this little fucking stream, this little river of shit water going all the way out and all the way down the side of the boat. And luckily, everyone was in the back of the boat. And the only person <laughs> that was on the side of the men's room was Raina and Bishop. So I go up to Raina and I'm just like, hey, you see that that stream of water right there? <laughs> it's like, that's my shit water. I did, the toilet's overflowing and I just took a shit. She's like, oh my God, I hate you. I hate you. Why do you do this to me? And she's like, you better go tell somebody. And I'm just like, oh, what am I going to say? She's like, just go tell people. So I go and talk to... Immediately go... Hey, everybody, want to hear about this cool story? <laughs> so you had to... Oh Look, you can shake your damn head all you want. You married it. So I go <laughs> and he, I hit up Jeremiah and I'm like, yo, Jeremiah, uh, there, there's a situation in the bathroom. And he's like, oh, okay, we'll make sure to take care. I was like, no, no, no. There's a real situation in the bathroom. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, and if you guys need any help, clean shit. Now, he calls the captain and is like, hey, go, the head's backed up. And, and, and so we had this, me and the captain had this interaction a little bit before that like an hour beforehand where I didn't, I, that was the first time I ever went fishing. I, so I dropped my bait into the sea and I left my pole. I've set my pole down and I went to help my son and, and the captain's over there. He's like, you better get your pole. If that gets dragged in the water, they're going to charge you for it. And then I was like, Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't know. What do I, what do I do? And they didn't tell me anything. He's like, look around, see what everyone else is doing. I'm just like, okay, asshole, you could have just told me. So I, I, I just, anyway, so we had this little back and forth. There wasn't much. He probably didn't even think about it, but I did, especially after he's about to go and see the fucking, the, the fucking, <laughs> the murder scene that took place in the bathroom. So he just goes in there and just, just like takes a hose and just starts spraying it down and fucking, and all of a sudden there's just this gush. Of, of shit water that comes down flowing off the side of the boat again no one's seen this except for my wife and as like these clumps of shit are passing by our feet i'm just apologize i'm just like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry that you have to deal with my shit all the time and like literally not not just by emotional baggage but like 
my shit, like my literal shit. <laughs> There's lots of shit things that happen in this family, and it's just, and it's mostly my fault. It's mostly me shitting myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was my embarrassing moment that I had on vacation. Oh, by the way, if anybody is wondering, uh, after the bathroom was cleaned out, I uh, I went in and and I and I wiped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I couldn't just stand around or sit down with a shitty asshole, so I went and wiped. Yeah. And I would have wiped too. I would have gone back and wiped. Out. I had to. I was embarrassed, and then I went into the like the where the food was served and started just put my head down and in shame, and tried not to vomit. At, at the same time, I would have also been sort of ashamed to go back to the scene of the crime. So. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it was awful. I'm in there like wiping, and I'm like, should I even put this down the toilet? So I. <laughs> So, so I wiped and then wrapped my dirty toilet paper in clean toilet paper and put it in the trash can to avoid any other incident. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing it like a trashy motherfucker. I don't care. I'm putting my poop paper in the trash can. And uh, yeah, smart move. Thank you, girl 2.0. Thank you for having my back, girl 2.0. I appreciate it because my wife certainly did not have my back on this whole situation. <laughs> Which, again, I don't blame her. She's had to deal with my literal shit a lot in our marriage. And there's only so much you can handle, so much shit you can take in a marriage before it just is too much, too much shit. So, yeah, I wipe my butt. And, um, oh, and here's the fun part. I couldn't even, t- I couldn't even tip the, the captain because we didn't bring cash. So like <laughs> we just walked off the boat. We went and got cash and brought it back, but Raina said the captain was already gone. So the guy mm. just probably thought it was like, look at that fucking asshole just walking off the boat, shitting all over my bathroom. I can't even throw a tip up to the homie. Like, what the fuck? I have a story like that, so I get you. <laughs> yeah, I don't have no stories like that. Yeah. Which, no. which, you know, it doesn't have to be poop stories, but it, but you know, it's like we, we landlubber, <laughs> yeah, landlubber. Um, it, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be poop stories because, you know, poop stories are well, gross, but it's, yeah. uh, it, hey, what's up, Yogi? Yogi. Yo, Yogi. I'll try to Yogi. think of something more embarrassing for the next time. It don't, it, you don't have to. Um, what, what, what do we call you? I know that you're from Raina's stream. I met you in, yeah, I'm sorry. I, how do we, how do we say your name? Um, Yogio? No. It's like an anime, right? Yeah. Or inspiring stories. Yeah, you can, it can be inspiring stories as well. You, it's a story that you inspired your community, Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So, that 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 was an embarrassing moment, but it was. I feel like in the that that it, it like immediately, immediately like following the incident as I'm laying down in embarrassment. Th- this is how you know I hadn't learned anything about my mistakes in life. Is like, this is gonna be a funny story to tell on the podcast. <laughs> So this is this is it, it's just stories it's it's just podcast fodder you know or inspires yeah. value. I've seen lots of his art. I always wonder what sparks it. Well, that's a good question. What sparks your art, Bello? I don't know. It depends. I mean, lately um, I've been in this uh, Ramdas 
teaching course that I've, I've been learning about the art of being here now, like sort of being present in the moment. Mm. You know, mind's always wandering and stuff like that. So lately, any art that I've been doing has been inspired by like sort of the process of uh, thinking that. I don't know, maybe that, like, the stream of consciousness that you think that you're on isn't necessarily the stream of consciousness that you're on. We get into deep stuff when we talk about, by the way. I don't know if you remember the last podcast that I was on with uh, with Mike here, but uh, yeah, we yeah. started talking all kinds of rambles about God and shit like oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, actually go back and, and kind of explain what you were saying. Well, G2 was uh, talking about some of these paintings. Yeah, I know. So, I, I did this one a little while ago. Um, this is called Balance, mm. and it's sort of based on the same principle of like understanding your um, your not your boundaries, but like levels of like what you're okay with and what you're not okay with, and finding that balance between being aware of something and being, uh, you know, in the presence of something. Because like. Yeah, it's all my work is very based on sort of like not not standard thinking, but very like complex like understandings of like just the way that I see things, just my perspective of uh, any any sort of different circumstance. Like that one, like for instance, was I believe the black was to represent sort of like. Uh, anxiety and the gold was to represent like accomplishment or the black not so much anxiety but like uh i have i have a massive case of like imposter syndrome so when i do something i usually go oh that's fucking trash i hate that like, oh it's garbage. Like, I don't like it at all. Yeah. And, like, people can, all day, they can go, oh, no, what are you talking about? That's really good. And I'll be like, why are you lying to me? Like, don't don't lie about that. And, um, because I'm like, I, I just, that's that's just me. But I, I, I'm able to bring myself to a point where I'm able to see that I'm just being that way, and it's not actually the case, necessarily. But, um... I, I bring a lot of that to the surface when I'm working on things. Another smaller piece. I pulled some stuff to the side to, to show off. Nice. I don't know if I've shown you this one before, but uh, mm. this one's many different shapes and many different colors, and it's based on sort of like the idea that um, based on the way of living that you're like you're raised and you're brought into a culture that's like whatever, like a, a certain ethnicity with a certain type of father who's either wealthy or unwealthy or mother that's wealthy or unwealthy or doing good in the world or not doing good in the world. So you based on like conditioning, it's, it's, uh, this one's based on conditioning. sort of, I guess you could say just like, and, and thought pattern. I mean, different things represent different things. The blue one has a mixture of like squares, circles and triangles. The purple sections only have triangles and circles. And then the green sections only have triangles and squares. And the red sections only have squares, the orange sections only have circles, and the yellow sections only have triangles. So it's like to say you're sorting out the different the differences between people. But what I what I bring to the surface with this is that they're you're looking at a bunch of shapes. Mm. And that's what they all have in common, is that they're all shapes. 
And when somebody looks at this, they're going to go, what, what, what do you see? The first thing they're going to see is a bunch of shapes. And then once you start to look at it more, you start to distinguish the differences between it. Well, first of all, there's a bunch of different colors. Mm. Second of all, there's a, a pattern going on, and it's based on the colors. And so you start to see the differences rather than the similarities, but you, the first thing that you notice is the similarities. Mm. So that's kind of part of this work. There was, there's a lot of like thought that goes into these kinds of things, but it's not like, oh, I sit here and plunder about what I'm going to paint or whatever, usually. Um, but like rather, I can get deep into thinking about what it's about without having to think too much about what I'm working on. Because mm. I like, I do, uh, patterns and shapes are like a common commonality for me. This one is actually wibbly wobbly. I don't think you can see the shine on it, but it's got shine to it. Hmm. But that that's got a lot of like patterns to it. So this is a work in progress that I'm going to sort of fill out the oh. same kind of way with like different patterns and stuff. It's silver, black, and white so far. I'm just working off those colors. Um, and then more readily available stuff is uh, another one that's sort of based on the other one that I just showed off. Is a, this one is a print of it, but. Uh, this is called like the convergence of speculated convergence of consciousness. It's based off the same idea of like conforming to uh, a way of life or like the way that you're raised. And I mean, I do do like regular kind of stuff too. Um, but some of my work or most of my work rather is based on like shapes and patterns and colors and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I, I really do paint like normal stuff as well. And it's, but not a lot of thought really goes into my work too much. Yeah, I was going to say, so like, is it something that sort of develops as you were, as you, as you, as the piece sort of reveals itself to you when you're looking for meaning? Or do you have like sort of a set, like you have an emotion or you have a set uh, idea of what you want to put out there on a, or uh, a set meaning before you start painting? Or is it just something that sort of reveals itself as you are working? Most of the time, it definitely reveals itself over time. Because, like, the one that I have there, the silver one with the black circle, I've been working on that. It's been stuck in that stage mm. for at least a month. And But that was mainly because in Canada right now, they put in some uh, ridiculous stipulations about not being able to buy certain items uh, to keep people home from COVID, you can't do certain things. You can't go to certain places that are still shut. And uh, I, I, I couldn't buy paint. I wasn't allowed to buy paint. I was like, what the fuck are you stopping me from? We're not allowed to buy dishes. We're not allowed to buy empty like water bottles, like big water bottles. I don't know. Walmart's got these things blocking everything off. We're not even allowed to buy new clothing right now or new shoes. What I don't understand. the fuck? So that that's basically only essentials. Basically, you can buy food and you can buy like diapers for your baby, and you can buy uh, like emergency stuff. We, I had to sneak into one of the sections and go to the self checkout to get some paint just so I could start working on that painting again. But um, <laughs> I definitely uh, was like for a while I was like sitting there thinking on oh, what kind of pattern should I do? Does this kind of pattern feel right? And I didn't want to like put too much thought into it, but it didn't 
I started working on one thing and I was like, this doesn't feel right. I don't like the way that it's turning out. And I had to sort of cover it up. And I was like, mm. well, now I don't have enough to work with. And so I left it for quite some time. And uh, yeah, now I'm going to start working on it within the next week or so and see where that turns out. Um, Tank is here. Sweet. So uh, we can get that stuff going. I'll be back in just a few minutes. All right, cool. Everybody, put your hands together for today's other guest. Tank Diggs! There he is, everybody. He's awesome, everybody. He's awesome. This is true. (laughs) This is true. There are no lies being told here today. (laughs) No lies. And and Valos is behind you there. Yep. <laughs> I love Ric Flair. Woo. Damn right. I'm a huge, huge wrestling nerd. If you ever need a co-host to do a wrestling podcast, I am your guy. You're my guy. So <laughs> that was for you. I am I am trying to protect my uh my identity here, but for you I'm gonna demask. Okay. I, I understand. I, I I thank you. I appreciate that. That helped. Yeah. So what led to you, what led to the need to, to murder, to murder beats? Like what, what was it that uh, led you to have such an outburst? I mean, right now you're on the run. You're, you're, you know, the cops are looking for you. So, you know, I appreciate you doing this, but, but what got you into murdering beats in the first place? I mean, what, what takes someone down the dark road of beat murder? Well, first and foremost, my grandmother always told me, if you find something you're good at, stick with it. Mm. So there's that. And also they were totally asking for it. <laughs> like ask anybody who knew them. They were really bad. They didn't be they misbehave all the time. Yeah. It was horrible. They, they needed sat, to go down. They sat too close to the TV. They didn't exactly. listen to their parents. They're they're just they had to die they had to go they had to go so tank i i appreciate you being with us and uh thank you for for fitness in i know that you uh you're you're just coming in from uh, being on the run but uh tell us about one trick (laughs) pony man like uh, the one trick pony is the new album and uh yeah. and there's some murderous beats on there. I really dig it, man. I really dig that you sing and you're in your rap uh, you're singing, right? You're the one singing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I dig that you sing and, and that you have this rap and you got melodic hooks and stuff. Like I, I really dig that. Um tell me about the album and what what uh you know what you want people to take away from it. Well, um, so first and foremost, I actually start. I, I started singing, as you saw, and even that little clip there was, mm-hmm. uh, there was one of my old bands in there. That band was called Clarence Kennedy. Before that, they were called Signs of Life. Um, but yeah, I've always been involved with music. Always loved music. Like from, like grade six, was basically the first time I performed in front of an audience and actually got a standing O. Hey, there's the. Uh, oh, I'm gonna drop it. Of course. Yeah, baby. There's the old uh, Signs of Life Halo Vision CD there, right there. But hey, we're not, we're not talking about this right now. You got you got the OG fan back there, son. Yeah, Halo's, Halo. Halo is a dude. Very easily put. But yeah, so <laughs> he is I a guess dude. Through my through my story, like 
I need to be creative. That's mm. basically something that I found uh, in my life is like when I am not being creative, I am just not as, at my best. I am not uh, where I want to be or what I want to be. So, yeah, I uh, I started writing again. I guess it would have been back in like 2015 now. Uh, I think is when I started writing Heroic Doses, and then Phantom Claws came out in 2017, and I had to keep on rolling. And um, wait, before you keep going, Heroic Doses. Now, I, are you referring to uh, a quote by Terrence McKenna? I am. Can you can you fill people in on what Heroic Doses means if they don't okay, know? So, Terrence McKenna was a was a bit of a psychonaut. And uh, he enjoyed the uh, harder drugs, let's just say, and uh, as do I. And um, yeah, so he believed that you could heal yourself uh, spiritually, emotionally, through mushrooms, the use of mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. Uh, yes. Psilocybin. Exactly. So, you know, there's <laughs> theories like the stone ape theory where like they believe that like mushrooms may have been like the jump in like human evolution or the, 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 the missing link in the brain and this and that. But it wasn't just mushroom use for Terrence McKenna. It was large doses. Mm. Like he was talking like 14 grams at like one sitting kind of thing and just like blasting off. So um, I chose the title because Heroic Doses was the first project that I worked on by myself. Um, I produced the actual beats. Mm. I basically did everything for it except for the recording, which was done by Greg Dawson from the metal band Old. Mm. And they're fantastic. I, everybody should check them out. They're just they great. They're on Europe. They're on the Velo, on Velo, the Artist Eye podcast with Greg himself, actually, if anybody wants to check that out. Hey. He's genius. Hold on. I got Velo's stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 supposed to represent heroic doses of me mm -hmm. because it's 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 all of me. It's all it's like I said, the writing, the beat making, the rapping, the singing, uh, everything. It's 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 my heart on wax, for lack of better terminology. Let me turn this off here. Yeah, so that's where the term heroic doses came from, or why I chose to use that as a title. So you're you're sort of equating a heroic dose of, of you yourself. If you're if you're gonna listen to this album, if you're gonna take this album in, this is a heroic dose of you because it's all of you. It's 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 your emotions, it's your physicality, it's your it's your heart, your soul. And so if yeah, you're gonna I, consume this, you're consuming a heroic dose of tank. Exactly. And I think the healing aspect also applies. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for per, for personal reasons, very selfish, very selfish with my music. <laughs> so music for you is is a vehicle of healing. Is that is that what you're saying? Or uh, definitely, it's it's actually kind of subconscious for me. My writing process. Um, have you ever read the book by Stephen Pressfield called the Art, Art of War? No, the War of Art. War of Art. Yes. Yeah, it's just a backwards title, right? Right. There it's not the Art of Sun War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, I have. 
and yeah, amazing. Great. And that we're, we're catching a lot of each other's references off the of hog, but we've already been talking for like five, 10 minutes. Oh, um, that, I mean, that was how it was when Valo was on too. So it's all yeah. good. There's a so, reason uh, why we connect with certain people, right? Yeah. <laughs> and in that, in that book, he talks about as I'm sure as you know, the difference between the gardener and the architect. Mm -hmm. So I'm 100% a gardener, and for people who are listening that don't know that, the architect, before he sits down and reads a, and writes a song, sorry, has to basically have it laid out in front of them, where they already have to know what it's going to be about, where it's going to go, where the bridge is going to be, how long it's going to be, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's already mapped out in their head. Right. For me, I write one line. I couldn't tell you what the song's going to be about before I start writing it. Hmm. And then it's for me, like I said, it's very stream of consciousness. So, Yeah. So yeah, it's very personal for me. Per like, I, I, you know Jeff Buckley. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I was listening to him in interviews. He's he's one of my all time goats. Like I absolutely love that man. He's so Great. such a fantastic musician. I'm listening to an interview and he's talking about like writing himself and he's like, um, I have this guitar and I'm just playing around with it one night and it was like my left hand had to do with something. It was like working by itself. Like something was working through me trying to like mm. get this piece of music out. And not to sound like whatever, but sometimes I think that's basically what happens with me. Sometimes I don't think it's me at all. I'm a mm -hmm. very big believer in the muse. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing rewrites. I don't like uh, that kind of thing because I believe that there is a reason why the muse is with you in the room at that time mm -hmm. when you are creating. And why go against it? Hmm. Yeah, that that is that is interesting. It is, it is in, what what I find too is that some people will be on the right path like with a song or something and then all of a sudden it sort of falls apart and 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 in the the way that they sort of rectify it is is sort of going back and starting not starting over but sort of going back to a path they sort of deviated from because if you are listening you it will talk to you the muse will speak with you and like if you're listening you you're going to know what's next and sometimes you don't sometimes you need to take a step back but but if you are listening, it will tell you. Um, I had, I've, I've been, my last couple tracks that I made was something like that. It's like, it, I didn't really have an idea what I was doing until I had a baseline, but then like everything else sort of fell into place exactly how, it, I mean, it's just those moments. I mean, anybody who's into create, creative, those, those uh, moments of um, flow state where you're just almost like, you lose track of time and space and you're sort of in this this vortex of, of creativity and and or, or whatever you're doing you know like fighters talk about it a lot like mma fighters talk about being in flow state where where they can't be touched and they're just no matter what they're doing they're just hitting or 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 you know high level athletes on any sort or high level uh, uh performers you know where they can just sort of access this state of mind where they can where they can be one with their instrument or one with their body or one with their brush just whatever it is it's this is this state of getting into yeah yeah totally man uh but but i guess what i was saying is that a lot of times people will just ignore and they'll go against the grain that's something i used to do a lot because like you have an idea of what you want, right? It's like like sometimes I'll have an idea of what I want it to be, and I'll fight against what it's becoming, and then it turns out to be a piece of dog shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's like, so you're like you're like no, it has to do this, but it's like no, it doesn't. It, it it has to do what it has to do, right? It has to do what it's supposed to do, and uh, sometimes I'll just find myself fighting against it. Getting out of my own way, I think, is what I'm trying to say there. 
yeah, I think you nailed it. And I also think I'm pretty good at getting out of my own way. <laughs> You've gotten better. It's, what what sort of got you to that point of getting out of your own way? What what got you there? Um, you know what? I just just to use the analogy, but like, I think it's always been that way for me. Mm. I've never I've never really like I understood what you were saying, but I've never really had those scenarios where I'm like fighting for it to like uh, the square square peg in the round hole kind of a thing. Right. I'm just all I've always been able to just. Uh, let it go. Let it work through me or whatever. That's great. And you're also a producer, right? Like you also make the beats and such. I did. I didn't on One Trick Pony though. Mm. I did. I did murder all of her own doses and uh, and also uh, Phantom Claws by myself. Yes, uh-huh. those were those were my creations. What, what what what's your instrumentation? What do you what do you play? What do you what what are you comfortable with? Uh, truthfully, well, it all started basically from singing and being in bands. Anytime somebody went to the bathroom or went out to go have a cigarette, I'd jump on their instrument, right? So, uh, obviously, I was first I was drawn to guitar. Mm. Uh, as a young man, Jimi Hendrix was, like, the first musician who I absolutely, like, adored and had to learn everything about and read. The biggest book I've ever read in my life is a Jimi Hendrix book. It's called The Electric Gypsy. It's, like, that thick. It's, like, monstrous. It, it's a light, like an autobiography or something? Or a yeah, but uh, I play. A, I honestly play a little bit of everything. But what I call myself a bass player or what I call myself a drummer, no, not necessarily. Hmm. But I, I, can, I can play keys, bass, guitar, drums. So you're multi-instrumental. I, I feel the same way. I feel like there's not one instrument that I'm like the shit at, but I can do it. And people will pay me to do it sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> that's always a bonus. Hey, you know, it, 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 it could, it's, it's a nice part of the job. It is, it's a perk of the job of being a mediocre musician. Is sometimes people pay you for it. Yeah. But the, <laughs> but I think like when people, I think the people that do play multiple instruments, and I think they make really great producers. I think that they make like uh, my friend AK, who um, my wife is currently working with. He's just this like monster musician. Like he can play drums, guitar, keys, and sing his ass off. You know, like he can just do all those things on a professional level. Um, but he, he he doesn't consider himself like the best at anything. You know. He he actually is like you know the thing that sucks about being a multi instrumentalist. I feel like I'll never be able to uh, be like a just the best guitar. Oh, thank you for those biddies, Randy Mystique. Uh, but he but but the other side of that is is that you might not be the best at one thing, but his ear is so attuned to to how to composition you know he can hear all the different instrumentation he can hear how a guitar will fit over this he can hear how a bass will fit over this you know like because he has hands-on experience with it and i feel like that really gives producers an advantage uh if if you can play multiple instruments because i mean you don't have to be great at any one instrument to make a really good song right like you don't have to be you don't have to be fucking uh, what's a what's an easy song that's a hit? I don't know. Tennessee whiskey, two chords, right? Two chord song, and 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 it's a hit fucking song. Everyone loves it. You, and you don't have to be a fucking uh, you know a virtuoso to play uh, A major. 
to B minor. You know what I mean? So it, it, mm -hmm. and then back to A major. You know, back and forth, back and forth. You don't have to be a virtuoso to know those chords. You can just play them, and you and if you can sing a little bit, you can, you know. So it's like, I don't know, man. It, the the I totally you, hear you. You don't have to. About... You don't have to be the best at something to be uh, to make good music, and that's I think right. what what I'm trying to say there. Totally. I think it's about like uh, knowing and understanding the relationship in between the instruments. Yeah. I think that's what helps uh, multi-instrumentalists uh, become good producers. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Uh, well, for instance, the easiest example is bass and drums, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, people who, who don't um, know, like the bass is almost like the, the middle ground in between the drums and, and the way the rest of the music lines up. You want them locked if mm -hmm. possible. I just, in the band days, that's that's basically how you stay tight. Right, right. Is, is, is your drummer and your bass player locked? Right. So the bass is kind of a percussive instrument, although it's more, you know, it's a stringed instrument. It's a, it's been the guitar family, but there, yeah, there definitely is that relation between the, the 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 bass and the drums, and knowing how you want everything to sit on top of it, right? Just. Yeah. Uh, I love that name, Reina Mystique. That's amazing. The Queen of Mystery. The Queen of Mystery. Yeah, that's her real name too, by the way. No way. Her parents are dope. Her parents. <laughs> her parents are fucking awesomely crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I I love her parents. I love them both. Uh, I really do. Um, and they're just they're very dynamic human beings, <laughs> just say the least. Um, so you know, like, uh, so you know, I initially started asking, like, what what uh, what you know, what you want people to take away from One Trick Pony. Um, I know we sort of took the long way around, but what what is it that uh, you want people to take away from your new album? Um, you know what, I think, I don't know if there's an overall goal for the album as a whole, but there definitely is for, like, individual songs, for sure. I think a song like um, Don't Overthink It is something that I definitely wanted to get out, and I think some there are going to be people out there who are going to need or want to hear that kind of a message, and I don't think there is that kind of a message in a lot of music, especially in the hip hop realm, which is another like a different angle in which I'm coming from. I don't think any of my subject matter is close to what other people are rapping about. Mm. Um, don't overthink shit. Although it, although it is a singing song, so I am allowed to swear, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So the song was actually called "Don't Overthink Shit" before I fucking put it on the album or whatever. So yeah. I want to change it a little bit, but um, I think I even talked about it in the documentary. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if yeah. it was mentioned in the trailer, but I suffer from a couple of different mental illnesses, uh, the depression, anxiety, uh, you know, kind of the stuff a lot of us have nowadays. And uh, don't overthink it is hopefully a message to people that, you know, uh, we're, none of us are alone in, in, in suffering through those moments and, and those things. And, and, you know, just like the songwriting, man, just sometimes you just don't overthink because I've overthought every step of the way and probably have done more. Uh, bad than good in, in that kind of a mind state. So be it love or be it life or be it uh, pursuing whatever it is in this world that you want to pursue. Don't overthink it, man. Just get in there and do it. Get your hands dirty and and, 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 and try not to let it take you over because those thoughts can really do a number on you and you're not uh, prepared to deal with them. Oh, my God. The, the looping in those... 
you, you making the you keep driving around the same block in the bad neighborhoods of your brain, right? Like you're just driving around the same exactly, exactly, whatever you said. <laughs> Mental like that. Oh yeah, I forgot to ask that question. Mental want to know, Valo? Can't you get like those items you said that are banned? You can't get them delivered. You can't order that stuff. Because he was. I don't that think was for Valo, that question? That was for Valo. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you're Canadian, too. But uh, Valo told us right before you came on that you guys can't get, like, certain items. Like, you can't get dishes and you can't get, like, um, just certain things. Um, and at the store, Walmart has things blocked off. Yes. So so I was just wondering if uh, paint, you can't get paint and stuff, which is ridiculous. Um, I meant to want to know you can't order it offline. Is that something you can't order offline? Do they have like, are they, are they blocking you from ordering it online? Ordering what? Sorry. The stuff that they, <laughs> the stuff. That, oh, the stuff in general. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I really don't know, but I was at the dollar store and they stopped me from buying a shower curtain. <laughs> Sorry, COVID. You can't have a shower all curtain. Right. All right. You have to have water all over your bathroom because <laughs> we won't sell you this curtain. Because all of right. COVID. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> what kind of idiot are yeah. you? I lived I live in that neighborhood. Pizza jams. You don't have to tell me, brother. It's, I <laughs> I do too, man. I do too. <clears throat> I live in that neighborhood and, and it and it sucks, man, because I've worked really hard actually to not live in that neighborhood because it's very easy for me to sit there and fixate on an idea or a thought. And that just drives me crazy or makes me angry or just makes me sadder or whatever it is. And so I've, I've worked really, really hard to divert attention and figure out ways of getting past that. And, uh, and it helps. And, and you know what the biggest thing that's helped me? Well, not the biggest. I, the biggest thing was just actually recognizing that I've had, I have these fucked up problems that I have to deal with. And, um, so that was the biggest thing, but like I, I didn't want to take medication for a long, long time, and um, and I just recently started taking medication. And fuck, dude, if it's not, if it's not fucking helping me, it, it, I mean, like even over this last, over this vacation, I noticed that like my anxiety was down. Even like it, it's nuts how these fucking pills are, and I didn't want to take these pills. I don't want to take mm -hmm. pills. I I hate the idea that I'm, I have a subscript a prescription to to psych meds it's like this is something that i've fought against my whole life and then i just got sick of fighting so hard and, and, it, and it's not that i got sick of fighting i just got sick of not being able to control emotions and it's so it's so lame you know like i'm almost 40 and i and you know i'm sitting here punching boxes because Streamlabs is fucking is not working right so it's like yeah what kind of I'm human so what kind of human being am I if I just keep fucking doing the same thing over and over and over again, making everyone around me miserable? No. Yeah. I used to wake up to cry. Yeah. Like middle of the night, like it's 3 a.m. and I'm awake and I'm crying and I'm thinking to myself, what could have possibly happened to make me so sad where I'm unconscious in a sleep state and I <laughs> have to wake up? To physically release that whatever emotional was building up or whatever in the, in the middle of the night. That was one of the first things where it was like, yo, this is just not normal. Like, And yeah, I had a lot of those same thoughts. For me, it felt like I was weak 
if I had to take the pills. Like this is yeah. pills are pills are for physical. Your your arm is hurt. You take a pill for that. You don't take a pill because you're sad or whatever the case is. But the journey that it has brought me on, like when you're going through a bunch of stuff, I don't know how like far along are you when they're assessing you essentially, and they hand you this piece of paper and they're like. Um, check off everything you have on here or read this and tell me how many of this you have. And you're like, who's been following me around <laughs> and writing everything about my life on this paper? Because that's nuts. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and that's when you realize, okay, so this is an actual thing. This isn't some made up thing or how other people like would like to tell right. uh, people that are dealing with, with issues that um, you know, take a walk or whatever it is, or there's other ways to deal with it, be it through extra I mean, those things definitely help. But uh, they don't fix everybody's problems. There isn't the uh, end-all, be-all, you act in this manner, and then everything gets solved. There are people out there that are very much de dealing with those. And that one piece of paper showed me that I am not the only person. There's a <laughs> lot of people yeah, that have the exact same issues. There's plenty, 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 plenty. Uh, we had a question from Mental here. He, he asked, how many years did you get to get out um, of anxiety and depression and everything? So how many years did you get out of it? Um, I'm not sure if you have gotten out of it, but... Um, Still stuff I deal with, definitely. Uh, how, how many years did you deal with it? I think that's what he's asking. How many years did you have to deal with anxiety and depression before you started getting help? Let's just modify it. How about oh, that? Before, I, before I started getting help? That's an interesting question. Um, I'm going to say a good probably like five, six years before I started getting help. Um, in that documentary, again, I don't know if you watched the whole thing, but there's a section of it that was – Actually, well, that mine is a mock documentary in, in premise only, in premise only. But there is a section that's from a another documentary, little inception going on, mm -hmm. um, that I was in, and at that job is when everything came to a hilt. And it was probably like four or five years in from dealing with that job when all the realizations started uh, happening. And again, I was alone at that job and. Uh, when you work alone and when you live alone, your 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 mind is definitely going to spiral and drive around those bad neighborhoods that you were talking about. I actually started renting an apartment in one of those bad neighborhoods. Oh. I just moved in and my thoughts were living there for quite some time. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> the, yeah, man, that the idea of, of being alone and, and just, you know, just allowing yourself to sort of spiral, it, it's it's a tough, it's a tough bag and you know, for people that were alone through this pandemic, especially if people were already had to, uh, like, you know, uh, already suffering from anxiety and depression. And, you know, I can't imagine being alone during this last year. Um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to have a family around me and stuff. So, it you know, besides getting on each other's nerves, we were, you know, we were okay with everything. But to, to be isolated, you know, like that's, it's interesting that that's how we punish people, you know, we punish them by isolating them because that is real punishment and sort of this enforced isolation that we've all had to sort of live through. And, and you know, I didn't hear that Canada is still sort of, I mean, it's crazy how that like what you're saying is crazy to me. I just went to California where they're really I mean, there's kids on the playgrounds with masks on and I'm just like, what is the fuck is going on out here? 
uh, you know, California's fucked up, but they're not blocking people from buying stuff. And I'm not trying to call Canada fucked up either. I mean, Canada is fun. I have always enjoyed Canada. I have nothing against Canada, but I, I don't like the I don't like that idea that they're stopping you from buying paint uh, to keep your ass home. There's been some questionable practices for sure. Oh, you're like that in, in India too. That's crazy. Well, I mean, well, right now India is going through it, so too cold. That is all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. The Punjabis are from India. All the Punjabis are from India. I see what you're saying. No, I don't. All Punjabis <laughs> are from India. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. So the going going into oh, what in the fuck? What in the shit? Hold on, guys. I What's happening? I kicked no. something. I went dark. Hold on, give me a second. Uh oh, I'm dropping stuff on my end here too. Sweet, we're all just fucking shit up. It's awesome. Hold on. What did I do? There we go. We're back. Oh. Yeah. We're back. Hold on. Now I need to drink some water. Oh my god. Yeah, so uh, earlier on when, when we were talking about Jimmy, there was something that I wanted to – I had a little story that I wanted to tell you because it just kind of came flooding back to me when we started talking about Jimmy. So um, a lot of rappers don't like to tell people their real name, but I'm definitely not like the other rappers, like I said earlier. So my name is Paul. It's Paul Caruso. Hi, everybody. And um, – <laughs> When I was uh, when I was younger, like I said, I was totally into Jimmy. My younger sister, for for Christmas one year, decides to buy me Jimi Hendrix's uh, "Access Bold Is Love," the uh, the album. Mm. So we had we're in the tradition of opening our Christmas gifts at midnight. Mm. So um, go ahead and do so, and uh, was very excited to get my hands on this album. So I basically run to the basement and grab anything that'll play music and pop in the CD at the time, and start listening to it. So the first thing you hear is like a bunch of like spacey noises and like mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And a voice comes in and it's a distorted voice. And all you hear is, and this is actually on the album. I am not lying. Hand to God. It says, we are about to have a peculiar looking, or sorry, we're about to have an interview with a peculiar looking gentleman who goes by the name of Mr. Paul Peruso. Oh. Yeah. I'm sitting there in my basement looking around like, there's no one else here. No one saw that. Nobody verified that. This is crazy. I rewound it. I played it again, and it, it was the same. So I'm like, okay, so I'm not imagining this is actually here. So I go to get my mom's, and um, my mom, <laughs> you have to picture my mom. She's like five foot two, a little Italian lady, and she's a, she's a bigger person like me, or she was a bigger person like myself. And uh, she comes running down, and uh, I show her. I let her listen to it, and she just disappears. She just runs back upstairs. So I'm like, what the heck was that? So I grabbed the liner notes and I started reading. My mom comes barging in two seconds later. I did not know she had a bottle of holy water in the house. Oh. <laughs> she had a bottle of holy water just running around the basement at 1 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> blasting the house, trying to get the evil spirits out of this Jimi Hendrix CD. And I'm... <laughs> I'm looking around like, is this really happening? Holy so I read the liner notes, and the trip of all of it is Paul Caruso was a harmonica player in the 70s who lived in Greenwich Village. Oh. And they would talk about aliens with each other, Paul and Jimmy. What the fuck? That's nuts, dude. 
I couldn't yeah. imagine. I, that that had to be a trip. That had to be a trip. I mean, I, enough for your for your mom to really think that Satan's coming through, <laughs> coming through the CD player. Um, Wouldn't be the first person to think that, though. <laughs> no, not at all. No, you know that's the that you know like a lot of the things that we talk about here is like censorship, and especially right now. Um, but but you think about censorship, censoring art. And how big that was, and it always has been, you know. Yeah, Mike and conspiracy theory. Look, there's no conspiracy that that uh, they took Ice T and put him in front of Congress and was trying to, you know, you know, berate him for the content of his music when he was only speaking the truth and speaking to power, and they tried to silence them, um, and, and that's fucked up, you know. They did that with N.W.A. And they, I'm sure they did it with Jimi Hendrix. And I mean, they they've done it with so many different artists. I mean, even uh, with the Dixie Chicks, you know, they kind of in their day got canceled. And so there's this, there's a, you know, like people people think can canceling and 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 Canada Bill C16. Thank you, Mental. That's a huge one because well, I I was following uh, Jordan Peterson when he was talking about that. Uh, your your beloved Jordan Peterson, uh, <laughs> the C sixteen bill, yeah, yeah, that that's a, it's a fucked up bill too. Um, I, I I just when you think about censorship and shit and and how easily it could turn into people censoring your music that you love, it can easily turn into censoring art that you care about. And uh, you know when people when people see you know the opposition get canceled you know if if they're if 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 uh, if that person is a Republican and they got canceled and you're a Democrat you're like yeah good but as soon as it starts coming for you or for someone you like that's when shit starts to change and it will come for you or someone you like so because it, it, the, the the tides of uh, anyways. I don't want to get all started up. I'm going to start sweating and start yelling at the camera again. <laughs> uh, but um, I actually was going in a different direction with this altogether. The media is paid. Yeah, it, it is. The media is paid. I don't know. It, it's 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 a weird subject for me just because it, 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 the idea of silencing people because you don't like how it makes you feel or you don't. It, I get the idea of silencing people who are like inciting bullshit. But I also, I also have this side of me where it's like, well, people have the right to say that. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's, well, that's that's, that's the, the the basis of free speech, right? If yeah. you agree with it or not, the basis of free speech is say say whatever you need to say. Yeah, and no one should should be um, judged or. And and I know that you know, and I try to have these conversations with people who aren't American. I mean, you know, because it, it's not like that for most countries. It's not like that where you get to just say what you want. I know Canada, you can say a lot, but there's certain things you will go to jail for if you say it. And I and and I just I don't agree with that. And 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 even if it is heinous shit that you can that you say that'll make you go to jail, I don't think anybody should be locked up for espousing their thoughts. And I think that's a very dangerous and slippery slope. That's all. Um, Definitely. But in any case, uh, just imagine how much mind you can change and regulate with media. Yeah, that that's the fucked up part about it, though, right? It's like you have these media conglomerates who are in bed with politicians and 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 and, and technology and Facebook and you know it, it, it's crazy how much they're working together now. 
uh, in America, I just feel like the, 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 a lot of the media is just sort of, uh, the PR company for our president. It's like, I feel like they're not criticizing him, even though he's out there bombing brown people again and doing all this crazy shit. There's no criticism of him and, and what he's doing. And when you look at someone like Trump and they, people hated Trump and me included, I think he was terrible, but like... <laughs> I, I thought I, I don't hate him. I, I don't have enough energy to put into hating that man. I think he's fucking awful, and I think I'm I'm glad that he's out of the 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 fucking the 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 fucking office, you know. But it's I think that what we need to do is take people to task like we were taking Trump to task. Um, maybe not to a so extreme because there is certain things that people will go against because Trump said it. You know, like people will go get like this is kind of controversial, but like the lab leak theory. Right. Trump. Trump was saying that, you know, he started talking about this lab leak theory. And as soon as he starts saying that, they're like, he's racist. He's anti-Asian. All this shit. And the reality of the situation is, you know, like they they didn't like that Trump said it. So therefore it's wrong. And now we're having all this evidence come out saying that, hey. It probably was a lab leak. And there's a whole sect of people who, even if you present information and you ex it, it, you present evidence, that they're not going to go with it. They're not going to believe it because Trump said it. And Trump is just a racist. And what you're saying is racist. And, and if you think it's a lab leak, then, then you're a white supremacist who hates Asians. And it's like, no, no. Just because Trump said it, just because, you know, there's people out there who are saying China and with a hard N, it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a racist thing to criticize a country that was, that fucked the entire world, uh, to criticize a government that was caught lying, who was, you know, who was fucking, um, blockading people into their own homes who were, 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 were disappearing reporters who was reporting on different stories. And, and you know, like, there's a lot of shit that the Chinese government is up to. It's really fucked up. And to criticize them is, is I, I think is necessary to criticize them. I'm not saying that the Chinese people are fucked up. I love Chinese people. I love Asian people, amazing people, great people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I sound like Trump. Great people, <laughs> best people, the best people. Uh, Many of my friends are Asian. What did you say? That's the next line. That's the next line out of Trump's mouth. Yeah. Many of my friends are Asian. Yeah, I, I have a friend. I have one. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you for thank you for calling me out. I deserve it. <laughs> but I I think that uh, the way that it's framed now that people uh, were just going to disagree because the other side said it. And they're going to ignore the evidence and ignore science and ignore, you know, like there's just so many things that it, I, I, I just don't, I don't understand, yeah. you know, and, and, and I feel like that maybe we shouldn't hold Joe Biden to the same fire exactly where even if he says something that's true, we're going to go against it because we don't like him. But I do think that he should be under the same scrutiny and the same uh, a magnifying glass that Trump was because because he at, at this point he's like he, his farts smell like gold to these people and <sighs> and the reality is is that he is not really doing much to make things better 
He's not building back better. Gas prices. Has anybody in the States noticed that gas prices are fucking ridiculous? Anyone? Anybody notice that the that the store that shit's a little bit more expensive at the grocery store? Anybody anybody catch that one? Anybody see how lumber is fucking a lot of money? No, that's not Joe Biden's fault. You know, the, I realize we're in a pandemic and things are fucked up, but uh, he made a lot of promises. And I don't think that he's doing better or much better than the last one. Other than he's not saying a bunch of dumb shit every day. I'm buying a Tesla when AMC moons. Get it, pizza. Get it. <laughs> Are you still holding on to AMC? I, I got rid of mine. I got rid of my AMCs. Um, I got rid of my AMCs and went all Doge and Bit, uh, Apple and um, and uh, Ethereum. So I went mostly crypto because pff, the stocks are too fucking crazy. And I know crypto's down right now, but it's like um, it's still like uh, it's still something I believe that probably going to do better than the than the U.S. dollar in the next coming years. So, anyways, that's a little divergent. Um, I I uh, I really like your perfect video. I, I played it at the top of the of the show here. Awesome. And, and uh, thank you. You're you're in a clown you're in a clown outfit, which um, I guess I can I'll, here I'll put it on. I'll just play it on silent in the background so people can kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about here. Oh, no, that's Jimi Hendrix. I was trying to... Oh, what am I doing? Oh, oh. No. Oh, this is it. Should be it. Sounds like it. Ah. There we go. What happened? Girl 2.0, thank you so much. Oh, Mighty Mighty, thank you for that subscription. Thank you for gifting uh, Girl 2.0 that sub. I appreciate it, uh, but uh, yeah. So here's the video. I'm I'm not gonna play the audio again. I already played at the top. I'm I don't know if it's gonna get DCMA, but just so people can get an idea of the visuals on this, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Tank, go for it. You give me you give me John Wayne Gacy vibes. Ha <laughs> ha! That was on purpose. <laughs> when I was going for the clown makeup, I specifically wanted the, the John Wayne Gacy makeup. And actually, in doing that, I didn't. I didn't know the whole. Oh my God! I didn't mighty know the mighty! Clown thank you so much. Behind it. Thank you, mighty mighty, for subbing Pizza Jam as well. That you're just too kind. Too kind. Love yeah. you so much. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm no problem. In clown makeup, which I found this out in researching this, in clown makeup, you're not supposed to use harsh edges. You're not supposed to be anything that's like triangular like how my eyes are in this video or like any sharp points why for whatever reason oh that i don't really know everything's just supposed to be rounded off but gacy was the first one that did the the, the triangles and like the the harsh the harsh lines and all that in his wow. face paint so you were yeah. actually going for a gacy look then well you know there's a couple different things going on in there the there's the wife solchnerius which is written on my left cheek is basically from uh, little nikki <laughs> when when Hitler is getting the pineapple in the tukus, <laughs> he looks at him and he's like, "Are you serious?" So I definitely wanted to use that. And I wanted to use the six nine because you know Takashi six nine is a pretty good example of the kind of a clown I'm talking about in that song. <laughs> Wait, is it to catch a six nine? Sorry, no, the the rapper Takashi. Oh, Takashi Takashi six nine. Okay, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, I um, I'm not. 
I'm not up on the the new ones. Um, I feel yeah. Like well, he's the guy with the rainbow color hair that uh, made a big fool of himself multiple times and uh, keeps getting popularity based on how much he's made a fool of himself. Uh, went to jail. Just came out recently, and thank God he's not getting as much uh, shine as he was getting for for quite some time. Why do you not like him? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, um, what about yeah, like him? I said, Don't you I, like? I love I love hip hop as an art form wholeheartedly, as as a writing style and all of that. I don't necessarily agree with a lot of what happens in the hip hop industry and and what they're trying to present. Like what? Takashi, well, Takashi Six Nine was a Puerto Rican dude who kept like swearing the N word, and he was. <laughs> But he basically in, got his so I don't know how many people know this or not, but like when rappers get like hooked up with gangs, a lot of them aren't actually like in the gang. Mm. So he, they hired a gang to be in one of his videos, the Trey Nines. Okay. So basically they make they make kind of like these back end deals like off paper, like, yo, you get to claim that you're part of this gang and it gives you the street credibility to be Mr. Tough Rapper Guy. And you shout out our name in all of your songs and we get popularity on the back end, right? Yeah. It kind of becomes a focus. So he's he's not he was never anything from what he says he is or or where he was. The idea of keeping it real is like keeping it real to you, whoever you are as a person. I'm not a guns and, and booty shaking kind of a rapper. That's not my life. That's not who I am. And it, that's not who he is either. But he made his career off trying to be that person or trying to present this false facade and it's just not something I want for. It's not something I want for the art. It's not something I want for music. It's not something I want for the listeners. So wait, he got busted doing this. He got busted like making these backroom deals with real gangsters. Well, it, it did come out, but that's not necessarily the reason why he got arrested. There was some mm. other foul shit that was going on. I think the gang was, if I remember correctly, which I might be wrong, I think the gang was kind of using them to um, move some material around the United States. Ah, Gucci gang. Shenarius. <laughs> um do you uh do you have any hobbies mental wants to know uh hobbies um you know what's honestly a lot most of it is just the music outside of music what i what i guess would you call like again the wrestling thing would you call like mm-hmm. being a total wrestling nerd and watching absolutely everything about wrestling is that if that's a hobby then that's my other hobby <laughs> Oh, and ball hockey. Yeah, I played ball hockey with my friends. That documentary that was a portion of uh, of what you saw. That was a, a documentary that was about ball hockey. It was about me, me and my friends who. Oh, uh, ball hockey. Yeah. I, I, had, I had no idea what Vala was saying or what you guys were saying. You guys were way too Canadian with it. I heard like ball hockey. <laughs> so yeah, ball hockey is basically what it is. No puck, right? You're playing. Yeah. You're playing on your feet and on on, on dry land with a ball. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but everything else. Same. But the group of guys, which there are a lot of them are musicians themselves. Monine is is one of Velo's favorite bands of all time. They're a huge band from the Brampton area. They're probably the biggest band to ever come out of the Brampton area. Hey. And uh, the bass player from that band plays ball hockey with us, and he's a dude. And uh, his brother uh, Alan Hughes is a. Uh, a producer, he uh, does video editing and that kind of stuff, and he had this footage of them because they played their entire lives, like the 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 core. There's about five or six of them. There's they got clips of them at like ten, twelve, something like that, rolling around in their basements trying to like play with the little sticks and all of that kind of stuff. And now here we are, like full grown adults, and we're still 
you know, doing the same thing and getting that physical exercise and still playing the game that we love and camaraderie and friendships and all of that good stuff. It's all there. That's great, man. Have you, uh, you know, I, and, and don't take this the wrong way, but have you always been a big dude? Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, something you know that I, I guess I still you know deal with and and um, yeah, it's it's kind of weird, especially being you know what my experience about being like larger and in music is always kind of a little bit of weird because you know the the mental anxiety and all that kind of stuff, the confidence issue for you know I still I guess people still will tell you that I suffer from from confidence, just not not with my music. I'm very confident in my music and what i can do when it comes to music a lot of what i heard was like people were like surprised that i was good and it kind of like related into my head that like what just like the fact i can't sing the fact i can't be good in anything i can't be good at ball hockey because i'm overweight like i don't get it i'm i'm i can't outrun my friends (laughs) but you know i'm by score goals i play defense i play goalie i do everything that they can do but it's like this 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 huge like i always feel like you're uh, behind the eight ball and I still still even feel like that with music like I still feel like as soon as a lot of people as soon as they see me they're not gonna give it an opportunity and take not take you seriously because you're overweight no I mean I I, I feel that uh, I, I was 325 in high school and wow. um, yeah man I, I carried that all the way for a long time and now I'm on the upswing which really sucks I'm like now I'm like two 225 and I'm like freaking out because when I got to Ohio, I, I moved from San Diego a few years ago. When I got here, I was like two oh four, and so like now that I'm like uh, COVID fucking got me, but it, it's just it, it, and I've gained it, I've lost it, I've gained it back, you know, and and so I know the struggle, brother. I know the struggle. I know it's I know what it's like for people to just sort of dismiss you and think that you're one thing uh, just because of the way you look. You know, like yeah. it's like this person is obviously not good or whatever, just because look at them, you know, and, and that and that does suck. It does suck that, you know, you get judged, prejudged. Some would say that's prejudice. No, <laughs> well, kind of. But yeah, it is a it, it is a weird situation, man. And have you ever have you ever attempted to try to like, you know, lose the weight at all? Oh yeah. Um, again, it goes back to the mental health, right? Like I, I know 100% that my eating is completely tied into my emotional state. Mm. Um, I, I do speak to a nutritionist and I'm kind of working on some stuff and I actually recently stopped eating red meat. It's been almost a full month where wow. I've eaten, um, actually very little chicken, very little red meat. It's been a lot of salads and soups and I am starting to feel that my clothes are changing and that kind of thing. And, and that's always a plus, but you know, I I, I I did it for for other reasons, but other health reasons were starting to to to, to creep in. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. No, I I feel you, man. It's it's something I struggle you gotta with. Love yourself. And that's been the hardest part, man. You know. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Is again, like now that we're talking about this, I've always felt like I loved myself, but I always felt like society continuously told me that I should feel wrong or I should feel badly about like certain things. And I think that's for a long time that if any, if I wanted to change at all, is because I wanted to to change the way I thought society perceived me, not necessarily that I wanted to change or needed to change or. 
or or wasn't in love with myself dude i am so amazing i'm so dope it's crazy <laughs> actually not one person should have all of this dopeness it should be spread out <laughs> i mean the amount bunch of people the amount of beats <laughs> that you've murdered and got away with it, it says it all it says it all it, it, yeah i i agree i agree that you gotta love yourself but i also do agree with the idea that if you really do love yourself, then you'll want yourself to be in the best health you can possibly. I'm not judging you. I get it. I'm like in my own little fucking fat boy chaos right now. And um, I'm having trouble. Like ever since I started taking these fucking pills, like it's just weight just comes on and just, it's just there now. And uh, it drives me nuts. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, I, I do, I do think, I, I do think you're right. That society sort of tells us that we're, we're not something and and you know we we fucking we are we have brains you know fat yeah, people have totally. brains the, <laughs> in the documentary my buddy pat was in the documentary i asked him to send if he had any photos or any old videos of me or whatever to, like send it over see if we can use it and the one picture that made it into the documentary when he sent it over i'm looking at i'm staring at this picture i'm like which guy in this picture is me <laughs> Like, oh, I remember this T-shirt. Holy shit, that's me, dude! I was fucking awesome. Like, my God, I'm, I'm 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 doing the whole. But like, I was thin. I wasn't overweight. Mm. I don't know who the hell put it in my head and convinced me that I was like a really, really, really big guy. Mm. But now, now that I'm a really big guy, I go back and I look at it and I think to myself, Yo, that body, Bob, sorry, body dysmorphia thing is 100% real. Oh my God, for it, sure. Because even when you asked, they still said I was always big. And now that I'm remembering that picture, I'm like, oh, no, I wasn't necessarily always yeah. big. In my head, I thought I was big. Yeah. But, uh, no. yeah, that wasn't necessarily the case. I'm dying to ask. Mental wasabi, who is that question for? Do you get recognized on the streets? Oh, or old shit. friends are reaching out because you're famous. I think it's for you. Oh, shit, I'm famous? That's awesome. When did that happen? <laughs> Just now, mental's like... That's uh, fucking dope. So are you getting recognized? Um, you know what? I'm not even lying. I'm not, it's it, few and far between, but it actually has happened. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. That's dope. I've, I've, I've never had anybody be like, aren't you that guy in that one thing? I'm, no, no. The never. first thing that goes through my mind is like, hey, where'd you hear that? Like, how did you hear about me? You can't ask these questions, but like, it's right, like, that's so cool. Like, how did that happen? Like, yeah, <laughs> let me know so I can do this again for others. I, I <laughs> going sort of, um, you know, like when you're when you're trying to find some semblance of self love within yourself, and I think it's I think it's a great place to start. As is like, what are you good at? You know, like what is it that you do do good at? You know, like like you said, he's like I'm dope. I'm fucking good. It's like you know, society tells me I'm not, but he's like I'm dope because I, you have skill. You have you know, like you you have a life. You have you know, your accomplishments and stuff. I think, I think the first thing that people need to do when they're sort of reassessing and they're sort of trying to get on this journey of, of self-love because it is a journey. It's not something that you can just be like, I love myself, which actually is a part of it for me was actually like sitting there telling myself that I love myself, just <laughs> feeling stupid. Like I love myself. I love myself. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. But our brains that, that reminded me of that Nirvana song. I love myself. I'm better, better than you. No, it's wrong. wrong. What There's should I do? do. Fucking yeah. amazing. Amazing song. Kurt, again, songwriting Kurt was 
was so on. And he was in another one that was very simple in his songwriting. He wanted to write melodies that were like, uh, he even said it in an interview, that were like uh, child songs, like uh, nursery rhymes. Mm. He wanted to stick in. So he, he definitely wasn't the one who got over, oh, he definitely didn't overthink his, mm. his, his song structures and all that kind of thing. But he had the ability to connect. And I think... I think that's the the actual beauty of songwriting is 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 trying to connect. If there are people who I have connected with, those are the ones that have come up to me and said, "Hey, aren't you Tank? I've connected with that person mm. from a very far distance." But like you're trying to, so when you're like songwriting, you're trying to call to tap into the collective subconscious of humanity, mm. like everybody, because hopefully you hope that everybody is gonna latch. It's never gonna happen, right? Because you can't please everybody. No. But uh, but that's where you're trying to obtain. It's like when people talk about like having money and all like that kind of thing, and and it's like they come around with their. Well, I'll use Gucci as example, the Gucci shirt, and it's like, so what did you accomplish by buying that shirt? Like you bought a shirt. That's literally all you did was buy a shirt. You walked into a store and you made a purchase, <laughs> and you're hanging your whatever or like on it. When there are people out there who are creative, who are trying to add to to, to humanity as an art and and all this and that and yeah uh, songwriting is not a shirt that is definitely for sure yeah <laughs> that, that's an interesting way of looking at it is like what did you really do but buy yourself buy yourself expensive. A, yeah expensive and 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 uh, assuming that people are going to be like wow look at him he's got it together I bet he's he's the man. He's he's doing it big with his Gucci shirt that he paid eighty dollars for. That has the shirt was free. It, that's awesome because you're awesome. <laughs> it was I was me and a friend were were trying to get a charity started a couple of years back. Uh, it didn't kind of take off, but uh, yeah, this was uh, one of the shirts that we would wear to go around and try to recruit uh, basically high school students. Into uh, into the, it was an after school program uh, based around video games. We're trying to get people to uh, basically to, to connect with each other, even at like such a young age through video games, because mm. there are you know people who don't who don't necessarily connect well face to face, yeah, one on one. And in team building games, you can definitely uh, the the analogy that I use is like you know you may not be able to run, but your your video game character can definitely run. So everybody is kind of put on like that that. Uh, that even keel and you can um, show more of yourself uh, emotionally as opposed to physically. Hell yeah. Mother I fun. want to you know, help people uh, through that, but that oh, ultimately never ended up flying, but yeah, free shirt. Thanks charity. <laughs> Thank you charity. I was a video. <laughs> I was in the video game industry. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? I wanted to get back to the perfect video because we started talking about that and there's so many stories I want to tell you from like that day in general. Sure, like, sure, sure. What a crazy day that was! So oh, hold on, hold on. Before you before you go, I want to get this question um, that mental ass. So, good at your job and not famous, or famous and not good at your job? What which which one would you rather? Are we? Are, oh, well, what? Good at my job and not famous, or famous? Okay, this is actually an easy question for me. So, if we're talking about as my job is being music, I don't need to be Drake. I definitely, I don't even want to be Drake. To be completely honest. I would like to make this a living. I do carry a nine to five job and I would like to be able to move away from that part of my life. Mm. Cause I honestly feel like this is, this is my calling. I honestly, and I, I feel like part of the depression is because I pulled myself off of that path for so long that it became like a physical, 
<clears throat> detriment to not be on the path that I was supposed to be on. And mm. this is like my emotional soul and physical state telling me like, you're on the wrong path and we're going to make you feel like shit wow. until you get on the right path. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get that. I get that, man. So mm. you were saying, so you were saying that the video has more to it than, than what well, we were doing. One or two crazy things that happened throughout the course of the day. So, like, first off, like, uh, there was no actual plan outside of going down with the gear and just kind of running around the town, like it says in the course, and just, like, doing stupid shit. So the girl that's in this video, the blonde girl, Mm -hmm. her name was Nella, didn't know who she was. Oh. Met her that day. Wow. She saw us walking down the street, and I was in my clown gear, and she was literally on her veranda having a smoke. And yells down, hey, can I come down and take a picture with you? It's my birth. It's my birthday, she says. So I'm like, of course, come on down. <laughs> right? So she comes down, we're talking, got my, we're taking a couple pictures, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Because of the pandemic, it's been hard to get anybody to come out to do stuff. Yeah. So I said, I had trouble getting like a female to be part of this hip hop video, and we wanted to hit all the typical hip hop video stuff, like the pretty girl, the the fancy car, which we used us the, the the school bus instead of the fancy car and like that kind of thing we found that on the side of the road too it just happened to be parked there <laughs> and my director sean sean hook carlson is on youtube sean hc on youtube if anybody wants to check out his stuff he's amazing and um he was like yo let's just do it in front of the school bus so this girl agrees to be in the video and she looks at me she goes okay hang on i gotta go put on a bra i'll be back in five minutes and we'll get this done right so like this jake is the best so she goes in, she comes back out a couple minutes later, and I had some extra masks that I had, that I had brought because I was hoping to get more people eventually. So she chooses the mask, which, going back to the wrestling thing, is the makeup from the Road Warriors. It was Hawk from mm. the Warriors. It was his, his face makeup is what I painted onto, onto her mask that she's, she's wearing through the course of the video. There she is right there. And, uh, yeah, as it turns out, check this out, she is a dance hall promoter. Oh, what? And she spends the majority of her time in Jamaica, or a lot of her time in Jamaica. Wow. And, promo- and promotes. She has a show come that, that's, uh, I think it's a YouTube show. Forgive me for the small details. It's called Going Foreign. And, um, and yeah, she promotes a lot of, of Caribbean artists and Canadians that are, that are in that market. And Do you want um, to do- go to the Caribbean? Nella, make it happen. Let's go tour. Is Nella... Is she have like a stage name or a name that she could be found at? Um, uh, through Instagram and all that, it's mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm pretty. It's at go. It's just going foreign. If you check out, let me see if I have. I think I might have it actually on my phone. Oh, so it's a pod. It's a podcast where she promotes interviews, music. I guess pretty similar to yours. Yeah, at going foreign is her IG. Everyone, check her out. She got her poop together. <laughs> um, going foreign. How do I spell foreign? Oh, there she is. She just came up like that. Yeah. There's the Velo shot. So the Velo shot where he's pouring what looks to be diamonds. Mm-hmm. So that's glass. Oh. So we're standing at the side of the road, and Sean and, and Velo are shooting a little shot by themselves. And I'm seeing Velo pick glass up off the floor. I'm thinking to myself, 
what the fuck is this guy doing? Why are you picking broken glass up off the floor? And then he's like, just like, and I'm just seeing from a distance him like fucking like throwing it on the floor or whatever. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck these guys are going to do with that shot, but whatever. Mm. But when I saw the video and how we used it, perfect. it was absolutely perfect. Because even the line that I'm seeing at the line is talking about uh, gold and frankincense and myrrh and gold and like a money and that kind of shit. And, you, and it looks like he's pouring diamonds out of his hand. It's like, there's like kismic shit that happens, man, when you're, again, when you're involved in, in trying to create something, be it the video aspect or be it the songwriting aspect. There's just shit that you could never fucking see coming ahead of time that work out to be like so much better for the piece. I love those moments and it sort of goes in line with how you create too, where you just like, you don't really know you have a line, you start a line and you go from there and work your way out. And it's like, you know, I have this idea. I want to be John Gacy clown. I need a hot chick and, and Velo <laughs> and we're going <laughs> for it. And some cameras. Let's do this. I'm Velo trying to find the, the best. I'm trying to find the. I'm, I'm calling him Valo, by the way. I'm not saying Valo. You guys say it weird. I'm calling. Him I say it Valo because when I first read his name off the internet, I thought it was a play on Halo Infinity. Oh. I didn't know the, all everything going on I behind. Doctor Lupo thought it was Halo Infinity too. He said he called me Valo Infinity because he thought it wasn't good enough to be Halo. So I they, just thought it was a play on words, like you're just being cute with it. I didn't know the whole lake. And uh, and all that it means good stuff. light in Finnish. Light. light, light. Sorry, my bad. Well, well, I can't find the 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 Valo diamonds shot, so we're gonna move on. Um, but I um I I do. Oh oh, here we go. This is a good one. Who's your favorite wrestler? Ooh, that's one of those things like your favorite song that yeah. it kind of depends where I am. It flows back and forth. One of the most, one of the more interesting people I find in wrestling of the last number of years is a wrestler named Orange Cassidy. Mm. He's in AEW, and the entire story of AEW I absolutely love because there's the real life portion of it that overlaps over the whole, you know, fake wrestling world. Mm. But Orange Cassidy, I watched this little documentary on this dude because again, when I get really interested in something, I get really interested in something. Right. So um, he wanted, you know, like on the indie scene, everybody has to be the cool guy. Yeah. Everybody comes out with the aviators and fucking thumbs up, and I'm so fucking cool. Oh, there it is. There, we just there, saw the diamond. There he is. Um, so um, Orange Cassidy, the idea behind his character is that to an, a, a stupid level, to like an extreme like level. Mm-hmm. Like he fights people with his hands in his pockets. Like, <laughs> like when he gives the thumbs up, it started as just, you know how they all have their poses? Yeah. Like his pose was originally this. And it's at a point where he just barely moves his thumb. Like, that's his thumbs up. Because he's too... He can't be bothered with putting his thumbs up. He's, he's, he's too cool. He can't, he can't deal with... He can't even deal with fighting back. <laughs> too much energy. But then he does crazy shit. Like, he jumps through the ropes, over the ropes, onto the outside with his hands in his pockets. Oh. Like, I don't know if, that, if people really understand. Like, your natural reaction is to put your hands out to protect your fucking face. From hitting the floor. Right, exactly. I just has moved away from that instinct. And <laughs> he's he's dolphin out of water, yeah. just right into the freaking audience. Exactly. And he'll, do, he'll nip back up. Oh, my he'll God. keep his hands in his pockets and do the nip up. Wow. 
Like he he does all kinds of crazy stuff, but I just love the idea behind the character. I love the ridiculous behind it because there has to be some sort of ridiculous in wrestling. It does. It has to. It has to have some kind of quirkiness to it. And it's, um, yeah. my favorite wrestler, uh, it's not Ric Flair. It's, um, you know what? My favorite wrestler was Sting when he was in the NWO. Oh, he back? Eh? Uh, is he back? He's in AEW right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. He's managing another wrestler named uh, Darby Allen. And Darby Allen is this little guy. He's like, uh, I guess you'd call him a lightweight or like a featherweight. Like he's a uh, really smaller guy. And he, always, he also always done the makeup thing, but he did like the half, half skeleton on like mm. one side and the other side like normal. And he's a skateboarder and he's really into like doing crazy shit, like mm-hmm. jumping from heights and all like that kind of stuff. Nice. So it's funny. So they brought, they're, they're using the older guys to try and help the younger guys gain more popularity. So oh, they wow. brought Sting in to try and, and give the shine to this guy. It's called getting over. He's trying to get Darby Allen over. Oh, I see. I see. But um, somebody said that, that they look like father and son on Halloween going <laughs> trick or treating. And I can never get that image out of my oh, head. Shit. I got to see it, what old ass Sting looks like now. Oh, it's awesome. His intro is awesome. They have like snow coming into the arena and he like walks out and is all like, wow, it's it's so dope. <laughs> um Sting twenty twenty? I don't know. Another interesting thing about Sting. Oh, I don't know oh my god, look now. at his fucking hair, bro. Yeah, man. I probably shouldn't play this. I'm not gonna put the sound on, but I just wanna see what he looks like. Is he about to Somebody come- should now he somebody is dying his hair a little better, but uh, in that particular one. Oh, is this is this the snow? This is what you're talking about. Comes. Yeah. There's here's Sting's intro. It's on the jumbotron, but they actually have it in the arena as well. Like, oh, like really snow and stuff it. is coming down. Yeah, yeah. it looks crazy. <laughs> and it's fucking here comes Sting in his gray ass hair. That's so dope. Why is it all? So, st- the musicians thing. You're obviously familiar with him, yes? Who? Sting from the police, the musician. Oh, of Sting. course, of course, yeah. Or he's actually one of my favorite musicians himself. Oh, but, he's pretty. So good. not a lot of people know that Sting, the musician, has to pay Sting, Steve Borden, the wrestler, pro- pro- royalties on his name. Shut up! Because he Sting, went and got it. Sting, the wrestler, was first, and they were both in the inter- the entertainment industry. And whatever happened when Sting tried to use the name, Sting, the musician, has the name because when he was a kid, he was a fan of a soccer team back in England whose jersey was. Yellow and black stripes, and he would always wear that shirt. Damn. Go Sting. And he has his ball bat even. Damn, that's dope. Oh, yeah, he still has the bat for sure. Oh, man, that's tight, dude. I've I've grown away from wrestling, obviously, but it's, uh, I mean, this is fun to see. It's fun to see Sting back. Look at his hair, dude. That's so crazy. Right. That's nuts, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I I love. I uh, in advanced age. He's sixty, and I seen him take a power bomb recently. Who did? Like again, even though it's Sting. Oh, did? Like even though it's even though it's fake. Like yeah. I don't know if a lot of people know this. So it's still plywood boards underneath. Yeah. There, right? There's yeah. no springs. There's no trampoline. Like what people like to think. Like none of that stuff is there. Yeah. So uh, I took a little bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu when they teach you how to break fall. Yeah. So when you're falling onto your back, the only thing you're supposed to do is kind of like slap your arms against the ground, uh-huh. and it kind of like disperses the energy. Right. So. You don't necessarily get hurt, but it's not fun. It, it's not necessarily the funnest thing to get thrown and land on your back. Yes. And for this guy at 60 years old to take a power bomb, even though it's fake, is pretty insane. Yeah, that that's fucking nuts, dude. I, I can't even imagine. Like these dudes, like 
The Undertaker, who is still going for so long. Like, is he still wrestling? I don't think he's doing it anymore, right? He's done, finally? So, there's no such thing as retirement in wrestling, but oh. uh, he has officially, for the fourth time, officially retired. What they like to do with him is they only bring him around for WrestleMania. So, he's at home chilling with Michelle, his wife, and the cool one. And then they, they call him out when it's time for the payday and they need a bigger name at WrestleMania. So Vince, Vince is an actual psychopath. Vince McMahon, like... He's literally the crazy millionaire who like walks in a half an hour before the show. There's been times where the show is on air and he's canceled what they're going to do later on and has the writers rewriting while the first half of the show was going on. They're rewriting the second half. Whoa. He's spun in his head. I don't like this. Everything has to change. Dude, I mean, but you know what? He's fucking, he's, he's Vince McMahon, motherfucker. You know, like, he's he's the man because he is that psycho who is fucking changing the script, you know, 20 minutes before air. It's like, it's... It, All it's, of the greats are crazy. Yeah. Michael yeah. Jordan was insane. Yes. Uh, an insane <laughs> asshole who fucking, it, but if he wasn't that, we wouldn't have one of the greatest uh, basketball players of all time. Yeah, you, know? you have to you, to to get to that level. It has it has to be all encompassing. There has. Like, yeah. Did you ever hear? Did you ever hear the OJ Mayo story with Michael Jordan? OJ Mayo was another basketball player. Uh, his career's done now. He's all retired and stuff like that. But they have the McDonald's All Star Game for like seventeen year olds. Okay. And if they bring in like prospects and stuff like that, and OJ Mayo was like, at the time was like a top prospect. Mm. So and they they brought him in and they had like a little scrimmage game at each at each other's. going to call them NBA players against them against the prospects or whatever. So I don't know if OJ stuffed him or dunked on him or did something to kind of like show Michael Jordan like, hey, you know, I'm here and I'm ready to do my thing. Mm -hmm. And because Jordan was a psychopath, he didn't like it. So they, they played the rest of the game normally. And as the story goes at the end of the, at the game, he's like, everybody leave the gym except for you, OJ. <laughs> <laughs> so this kid stays and they have a 20 minute one-on-one -on -one game wow. and jordan destroys him <laughs> because again he's at that level of yeah. like i have to like there's there's even okay fine people other people are seeing it but behind closed doors i'm gonna show you yeah. beyond the shadow of a doubt that i am the king and you will never be able to touch wow. me Wow, that 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 is crazy uh, to do that to a high schooler too, to like <laughs> to to be a grown man and fucking you're you're fucking dunking on a high schooler. That is uh that is something uh that is a, a certain kind of crazy that that comes along with a certain kind of ego that comes along with a certain kind of performance level and. <sighs> yeah. And know? again, even in music, I have to believe that I'm the best. Are there better rappers out there than me? There probably are. Do I think they're better than me? Fuck no. Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to tr uh, like? How am I supposed to let other people like know or feel that I'm one of the best if I don't believe I'm one of the best? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Whether I'm or not is uh, inconsequential, actually, at the end of the day, because you're not going to please everybody all the time. Are you know Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah, Gary V. Yeah, so he's doing this interview with another rapper named Kyle, and um, he asks Kyle the question. He's like, you know, what are you thinking about when you're, like, writing a song? Like, what are you trying to achieve? And Kyle says, you know, what you think of the majority of people would say. I'm trying to write best song possible. I'm trying to write something that, like, everybody would, like, vibe to or like or whatever. Very He looks at him and goes, bullshit. He goes, you're not going to fucking please everybody. Like, what are you trying to do here? Like, just write, like, the best song, like, for you that you can, like, that you can, like, do and write and 
that fucking blew me away too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To to I think that's a a huge detriment to anybody who's had any kind of success in music is to try to write to recreate that kind of success. And and that's what the music industry sort of ha- is, is like, oh, this dude's popped. Now do that again. Now do it again until you're done. And then we'll discard of you. And yeah, we'll, we'll find, next. and next, yeah, next, you know, fucking next in line. Um, that, that, that is a part of it, but um, fuck, I forgot what we were talking about. Because I'm yeah, fucking stoned. It's all good. Because I actually wanted to go back to Perfect again one more time. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> so uh, the the blue balloon, the star balloon, that's that that's in there. Yeah. So there's, um, I guess you can call it a story. So um, I'm not gonna get into like all of the details details, but I kind of sorta met the weekend's manager. Ooh, like the weekend weekend. Yeah, like XO Records, like like one of the big boys from XO Records. Ooh, nice. Apparently, apparently, I was on the phone with the weekend, but I, you know, I, because it was a phone call, I can never really verify hundred percent. Shut up. So you're on. There's the <laughs> saying the story is a trip. I can't even get into the whole thing. But um, so if, I don't know how many of your listeners are Canadian or from Toronto. Obviously, the weekend grew up in Scarborough, but he moved to Parkdale with his family when he was a younger man. And the reason why he took the name of the weekend. Is because one weekend he said, I can't live with my family anymore. I got to get the fuck out of here. So he moved away from his parents. Oh, at wow. a, at, at a younger, yeah, I guess, you know, things weren't to his liking. I don't really don't know all the details. I'm not right. going to speak for the man. So, uh, but basically that's how the story goes. And the, the first EP he wrote was called House of Balloons. And the House of Balloons is apparently like the house, you know, that he moved away from his parents. So when I wanted to go down to Parkdale, a friend of mine tells me, hey, you know what? That the House of Balloons is actually in Parkdale, and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So he's like, yeah, it's a street, a street called Spencer. It's like 62 Spencer or something or 65. I can't remember now. It's in the, it's in the video. Because at the end, when I let go of the balloon, I made a, a point to be standing in front of the House of Balloons, letting go of the blue balloon. <laughs> to try and uh, you know tie it back to uh, to meeting the man or not meeting the man, but meeting his manager and. Star- manager crazy it's crazy so what did you talk about with this alleged weekend so to back the story up a little bit um a a barbershop moved into my apartment you know there's always like that trope of like all of like everything runs through the barbershop in the hip-hop community mm-hmm. yeah apparently it does ah. <laughs> so one day I'm I, I'm leaving my apartment and I look to the left and a, a building that was right beside us was being repainted and they had the big Drake label on the side of the building and it was all blue. Mm. <clears throat> so I says to myself, self, why the hell is there a big Drake label on the side of the building here? So it was beside a convenience store and I know the convenience store guys and I'm talking to the guy and he's like, yeah, this guy's coming over. They're hooked up with like uh, Team 10, like the YouTube guys like Jake Paul and, mm. and, um, and, uh, and, and a lot of people in the music industry, right? So this guy moves in. His, his name was Jay the Barber. Uh, he's on Instagram at uh, J-A-A-Y, the D-A Barber. This guy is a young kid. He's like 19, 20 years old. I don't know how he, in the short span of time on the life, has been as successful as he has been and has, and has um, made the connections that he has made. But, uh, yeah, he cuts a lot of, like, high-end um, musicians. Right now he's in Miami right now. Oh, nice. I believe he's still chilling with Jake Paul as we speak. 
And um, so one day um, I'm stepping out. I can tell you exactly when it was too. It was it was the week. It was just after uh, George Floyd had passed. Mm. And I was gonna do like this little online thing on the weekend, just performing my music. A friend wanted to host, and I was gonna do some songs, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm practicing, and I decide I'm gonna go out on my joint on the balcony, and smoke a joint. So my barber calls me over. He's like, yo, come down. And uh, the guy, Jay, the barbershop owner, is walking towards his big black pickup truck uh, in the back of the parking lot. If my friends are listening to the story, by the way, I haven't told anybody the story, except for people who are really close to me. <laughs> yeah, people who are really close to me, like Velo, because, you know, and I didn't want to be like, hey, everybody, I'm at the weekend, and then yeah. nothing comes of it, right? And I feel right. like a loser for telling everybody ahead of time. But now, you know, X amount of time has passed. I hope they still got their eyes on me, but I'm not as like, uh, whatever. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not so, yeah, about the whole situation. I'm a little more comfortable with telling people what happened. So he brings me over, and he's like, yo, you see the guy in the back seat? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you know who that is? I'm like, no. He goes, that's cash. He is the manager and the guy who found the weekend. And I'm like, again, looking around like, this is fucking serious? This is like what's really going on right now? So he goes, um, he goes, yeah, your friends tell me you can rap and sing. And I'm like, uh, yeah. He goes, do it for me right now. I'm like, are you serious? We're standing in a parking lot. There's like five, six guys that are all standing around this big black pickup truck. And he's kind of like just chilling because he just like came over to get his haircut, right? He's in like a wife beater and like shorts, but he's got this fucking chain. <laughs> like the likes I've never seen in like yeah. real life, right? They told me it was like a $60,000 chain. Oh, God. Whether it was or wasn't, I couldn't tell you, but right. it was fucking impressive. So, uh, yeah, he asked me to fucking rap. So, I, if, oddly enough, I did one of the verses for Perfect because I had just basically written it at the time. And uh, everybody was, like, going along with it. And they're like, yo, that's fucking dope. They're, like, popping at the parts they're supposed to be popping for. They're fucking laughing at the funny lines, like, the whole shit. So then he looks at me and he's like, okay, now sing me some love song stuff. So I'm like, mm, I don't necessarily do the love song stuff, but I got some, like, heartbreak stuff. So he's like, okay, so, like, sing me that shit. So sing him that shit. The reaction's going good again. So I also wanted to just back up for one second. So going back to what we're talking about, about the mental health issues and stuff mm -hmm. like that, the entire time I'm thinking to myself, these guys are fucking with me. Right. There's no way in hell this is the weekend's manager like this. Nothing this good first off could possibly happen to me. Right. right? Yeah. Like this is just a freaking impossibility. So I actually mention it while I'm talking to the guy and he looks at me and he goes, Cash literally says, if you don't believe this, you can fuck out of here right now. You don't have to do this. So I look at him and I'm like, yo, dude, if it is 0.0.2% chance that this is fucking real, I am taking this fucking job. Hell yeah. Like beyond the shot of a doubt. Make fun of me all you want after I fucking leave if it's not really you, but I'm fucking doing this. Yeah. So after I sang and I'm singing to the best of my ability in this part. In a parking lot, cameras are now in my face. Everybody's fucking filming all this shit. So the guy's sitting in front of Cash hands me this phone and he goes you're gonna want to take this phone call so i go who is it he says the weekend i say fuck you it's the weekend he goes no really it's the weekend so i'm like okay so i fucking pick up the phone he says hey how's it going whatever blah, blah, blah. He goes yo they're telling me about you he goes sing one of my hooks <laughs> so i actually wasn't a big weekend guy at the time, I'm not a very big pop music guy. I'm a metalhead, really, when it comes down to it. Oh. Metal and hip-hop are like my two things. So I'm like, uh, oh, I obviously know who you are, and I obviously listen to your music because I'm alive and I live in Toronto, and you're, like, absolutely everywhere, but I'm, I'm, I am I, I wouldn't, like, be able to, like... So he goes, okay, so he goes, get, get out your phone, 
pull up the lyrics to the hills. So I pull up one of the, like, the lyrics to the holes, and he starts singing me the hook. He wasn't singing like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill it. But he was gonna, like, just singing it to get the I melody see. going. Oh. And there's a realization I have at that moment, at that second, going, is the fucking weekend singing to me on the phone right now? <laughs> what is happening in my life yeah. where, this is, where this is a thing? So um, I sing back to him the hook. Because it, it clicked in, I'm like, oh, I know that song. You know how it is when you always hear songs in the right. radio, but until you hear it, it doesn't fucking click in. So, um, oh, I think originally when he said uh, sing one of my songs, I think one of the first songs I mentioned was a fucking Drake song. So I'm just killing it, like talking to this. Obviously, guy. yeah, you're just murdering right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he told me he really liked me. He really liked my voice. He told me that he's he's trying to get as many Canadians. Uh, into LA and to try and get us like into the music scene like as much as possible. Wow. So yeah, I definitely hope that that is something that does happen. So, <laughs> He's did... also a very big fan of Terrence McKenna, by the way. Oh, Have you no. seen like the his last number of videos? It's all like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Wow. Kind of, kind of, sort of themed. Dude, I I fucking I I love the weekend. First of all, like I I really do think that he's an amazing artist and such um, an interesting dude um I, I hope that that does work out so how long ago was this i was it was the that that made that uh, actual day was like just after george floyd was moved. oh okay that's right that's right so it, that's it, why i the, remember the time the world blew up yeah. Big, yeah yeah which you know hopefully they're uh you know that put whatever happened in the world is what's keeping them away right now because i really hope they come <laughs> come back to me the weekend please guys please and i also leo let's talk about the super bowl did you see his super bowl performance Mm-mm. i didn't oh my god so in this world where everything is fake as fuck especially music like what we're talking about nobody actually had like this performance anymore mm. he on the biggest stage actually performed there was no lip syncing in that performance. The oh, I did before, watch it. I did watch it. And, but yeah. but people were saying that it was like the, he did something that wasn't great or something. I was like, what was wrong with this? He yeah, just performed. He sang. <laughs> he was an actual human being singing songs, showing the, the nuance in the human voice. It wasn't a recording that everybody else does and they just go out there and dance. Like when everybody was like, J-Lo and, and Christina Aguilera, such a good musical performance. I was like, that was not a musical performance. That was a dance act because everything was pre-recorded coming yeah. through the speaker yeah it was it yeah and again was... like i have to have respect whether he comes from me or not please come for me weekend <laughs> but, um, yeah the fact that he said fuck this i'm an actual artist and i'm actually going to show you my art my voice might crack it may not sound perfect but that is what the human voice does that is actual performance one of the things that bothers me there's a rant on my instagram i was pretty high at the time and um it just fucking bothers me that even rappers, even rappers, they don't rap to an instrumental. Yeah. They'll cut out. And then they'll just jump back in when yeah. they're ready to start rapping again. Oh, what I hate that. What am I here for? I what am I here for? I hate fucking rap performing. karaoke, dude. I hate, I don't, I don't fucking like it at all. I, I, I absolutely agree with you in that re- regards because I have a hip hop background. I've worked with a few hip hop, you know, bands where like live instrumentation and, and there's just nothing worse than seeing, because like you see other, you know, when you're in a hip hop band, like you get paired up with like hip hop acts, and those acts range from like gangster rap to you know conscious to you know whatever whatever genre, and they just throw you all in one room and say you're all rap, go rap now. 
um, so we would get thrown in these situations, and then you see these guys who are like acting all hard. They were booing other acts, you know, and and acting like they're tough. And then they get up there and they're just lip syncing to their own music, or they're rapping over their own lyrics. That they get. it's like you couldn't pay the producer or the 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 mixer or the engineer to fucking remove your vocals. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! You're not you're not fucking a professional. Like at they're, least they're afraid to stand on their own two feet. They're yes. afraid to perform. Yeah, and, and that's exactly, and it goes all the way to the top level when you're talking about someone like J Lo who's not gonna sing and fucking shake that big beautiful ass at the same time. She's just not gonna do it. So you know, it's a, do you want the big beautiful ass or do you want some fucking or do you want me to sing? And it's yeah. not happening both. And that's fine. That's what I respect about Beyonce, though. Like, I respect Beyonce because Beyonce will straight up be training and singing at the same time. She's, like, running on her treadmill singing. She's, like, jumping rope and singing because she knows that it's going to take so much out of her on the road. And she's going to be singing. She's going to be dancing, jumping, and doing all that shit. It's mad respect, man. And people can yeah, say all I didn't know that. That's phenomenal. Yeah, people can say all the shit they want about Beyonce, but Bay fucking slays, okay? So y'all can eat it because fucking Bay slays. I, I'm, I'll stick to that. I'm My stick to itiveness. Tank, um, what song are you going to be performing? Well, I'm, we're talking a lot about perfect. We're pushing perfect. Let's keep going with perfect. We're pushing perfect. It's the perfect song. It's the perfect song for this occasion. North, South, East, Everything I do and say is perfect. Now you really need to ask yourself, self, is it worth it? I heard it's not. You took your shot and got got. Now you're the one blowing up the spot. You can feel it in the air, it's hot. Rock with emotion, sway like the ocean. No magic potion will save you from your fate. I'll introduce you to your maker because you just can't wait. Too little, too late. No time to debate. The clock is running out and I ain't never been late. But you will seem great until you see my greatness. Big enough ego, no need to inflate this. So give me room, I need space to create this. Couldn't give a fuck if you rate this. I'm the latest, most greatest. So run a zigzag pattern because you know I shoot the straightest. You run around like a clown in this town. I didn't get this half of you to bring me down. Don't fuck with the vision, can't fuck with the sound. No, I'm telling you what's really going down. You run around like a clown in this town. I didn't get this half of you to bring me down. Don't fuck with the vision, can't fuck with the sound. Now I'm telling you what's really going down, and that's perfect. I'm scheming, I'm scheming, I'm scheming, I'm scheming. You fuck with my shit, yo, you better be dreaming. Quick to beat you down, now seeing is believing. Quick to lock that door, now you'll never be leaving. Set baby a tag on your toe. Ragging a bottle, lit, ready to throw. I'm aiming it for now, that open window. Are you ready to go? Cause I'm ready to blow. I'll tell you shit that you'll just never know. Bring me to the king and then I'll overthrow and then I'll fuck the queen. Sight unseen, it's off with the heads. Begin the mutiny. You run around like a clown in this town. I didn't get this half of you to bring me down. Don't fuck with the vision, can't fuck with the sound. Now I'm telling you what's really going down. You run around like a clown in this town. I didn't get this out for you to bring me down. Don't fuck with the vision, can't fuck with the sound. Now I'm telling you what's really going down, and that's perfect. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like the fuse, now I'm ready to blow. I'm ready to bounce, chillin', smoking ounce. The facts are all building, the verdict is out. Free of all charges, they will hear me shout. They'll never prove shit now, reasonable doubt. You chase my tail on the hunt for some doubt. Now I'll tell you what it's really all about. I'm a violent gentleman, you'll get that ass into them. These ain't your cards, we know you just rented them. These ain't your bars, cause you're just a simpleton, and that means you're stupid, stupid. You wrote six lines before bars and then tried to loop it. They told you you beat me, you got to kick. Cause if it comes to blows, 
I'll be rolling up on you and well wipe your nose. I might catch a case now, but you'll catch a cold. I'll tell you again what was already told. I'm a legend in my own time story foretold. They blessed me with frankincense, myrrh, and gold. And you run around like a clown in this town. I didn't get this out for you to bring me down. Don't fuck with the vision, can't fuck with the sound. No, I'm telling you what's really going down. You run around like a clown in this town. I didn't get this out for you to bring me down. Don't fuck with the vision, can't fuck with the sound. Now I'm telling you what's really going down, and that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Everything just where I wanted it to be. Sticks. And I'm out. Oh, I was supposed to talk shit at the end. I always forget to do that. Thank you so much, Valo and Tank, for coming on the show. Don't forget to go and check out Tank's new album, One Trick Pony. Uh, you can find a link in the show notes, so go click around and make sure you follow up Valo Infinity and his podcast, The Artist Eye Podcast, which, again, linked in the show notes. So make sure you are going through these show notes and clicking these goddamn links, okay? Okay? Okay. Uh, again, Reyna has a new single coming out June 23rd. Make sure that you guys are going and I don't know if she has a pre-save, but just go and make sure you're following her on the Spotify's and stuff like that. Find her uh, information in the show notes as well. We got uh, Hold coming out June 23rd, so be on the lookout. You can also like, subscribe, review the show, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all, all the things, they're the, they're the, the things are in the show notes, so go do that. Lots of show note stuff today, so go in there. 
go dig around. It's good times down there. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or Spotify, which apparently Spotify is the top dog now when it comes to podcasts. So I, I think I got to like go and I don't know if I should start like promoting Spotify links or something. I don't know. I don't know what to do. This is a very confusing thing, uh, this podcasting world. I've never quite understood it and I still don't. But that's okay. We're, we're all in it together, right? I, I don't know. That's just some bullshit blanket statement. All right. <sighs> Here we go. So you can also uh, leave, uh, I'm sorry, subscribe to us on uh, YouTube and Twitch. And you can also leave a review for the show. This is a very free and helpful thing you can do for us. Leave us a five-star review if you like what we're doing. And you can also re uh, write a little something there, you know, just to express how you feel. And we'll read it on the show. You can write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. And you can also buy some merchandise. Everything's 15% off right now on the Threadless store. So go to wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com. And go support. We, I mean, you can get a $15 t-shirt right now and help the show. So please do go do that. All right, guys. I got to go. I am late. I mean, I'm recording this the day of the release. Most of the time, this podcast is already out. You guys already have this in your feed. But what, what's happening? What is this? Why is the podcast so late? Well, I'll tell you why it's late. There's just been a lot of shit going on, okay? Lots of shit. I had to go to a funeral yesterday and i had to ignore some family members you know and that's stressful that takes a lot out of you ignoring people um it, 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 it's not because they voted for trump let me just tell you that it's because they're assholes i almost said their name and i didn't i'm so glad that i kept that impulse under control because i just want to blurt out their name because they're fucking assholes and it's an uncle a couple uncles I'll keep it at that. All right. Um, let's see. What else we got? I think that's it. Um, on the live stream this Friday, we have Fairy Live Show. I love Fairy. She's like a living comic book. All so fucking talented. She did this. Um, she did this huge. What was it? Twitch got talent. What was that thing that she did right now? Fairy. Oh yeah, she did Twitch Vision. It was a, uh, it was like Eurovision, but for Twitch, uh, it was really, really fucking cool. Like I was, it was like really something. I, I, I was super hyped about it. Like the, the amount of work that she put in it, and it was basically like if you're familiar with Eurovision, which I am not, uh, it, it's just basically a competition show, and you vote on who you like, and. Um, and there's prizes and shit, and it's fun. Uh, and so there was so much talent on the show. There was there was music Twitch streamers, music Twitch music streamers. Anyways, there was gamers who did songs or did a talent. It was very fun, and there was a whole lot of work that went into it. And I'm very interested to see, you know, to talk to her. Um, very intelligent human being. She did a great, great interview with Gothics, who I want to reach out to. And if you're not familiar with gothics i think you should go check out gothics um gothics is a uh, a, a lady who is uh is very against this cancel culture and uh she has also been canceled from twitch 
Um, she speaks out against this divisive critical race theory things that are going on. Um, she, she speaks out against a lot of left ideas that have gone a little too far. You know what I mean? Like, Because, again, I consider myself very left. I, I mean, I'm very not right at all. But at the end of the day, I am politically homeless. So it's interesting because I agree with a lot of these things. But again, I feel like a lot of these things go too far. And I love gothics because she criticizes it. By the way, she's also a black woman who's been called a white supremacist and a racist. So <laughs> that's how backwards um, this has all gotten where a black woman could be called a white supremacist. That is weird. That is a very weird place to be in society. But uh, I really want to talk to Gothics. I really want to talk to, uh, and I'm really excited to talk to Fairy, who was a part of her gaming team or stream team back in the day when Gothics was just a gamer on Twitch. And um, uh, since then, she has left Twitch. And um, I'm really interested. I love her story. I love her videos. She's just a great content creator. And um, we'll see if we can get her on here. I don't know. We got some really cool guests coming up this month as well. We got. Um, we, we got the, the, oh my God, really cool guests, everybody. We, we got Travis Guyman from, uh, Bigfoot Studios, which is a local studio here in Toledo, Ohio. We also got, uh, an, an awesome indie band from Chicago called Broken Robots. They're going to be on the live stream and of course on the podcast itself. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff planned for you guys this month. So stay on board and, and check it out. Lots of cool stuff. I'll just keep saying we got stuff that's cool and it's coming up. We got cool stuff coming up, guys. It's going to be cool and it's coming up. All right. That is enough out of me. I got to go. Uh, you guys be good. You're filling bees. HJs for everybody. Love you. Goodbye.